Welcome back to Barely D&D, your sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is Zach, your resident Dungeon Master, and I am here today to bring you episode 75 of the Accidental Adventures, Sordid Sailing. Before I can get into today's wonderful adventure, I need to recap last week's adventure, episode 74, My Fairest Fay. Greta and Rose stood in stunned silence on the deck of the poor bet, where their successful delineation of a nebulous conjuration spell from the patterns of the Crook of the Mad Prince opened a doorway to the Fey Wilds. In shocked awe, the pair's surprise only grew as an enchanting figure strode outward from the interplanar aperture, revealing herself to be none other than an archfey. The apparent seely lady of wonder, Kidsiyagi, was immediately inquisitive and was revealed through self-admission to have come in search of her lover. Yelik Tananth, the Mad Prince himself. Unable to find the object of her desire, the wonderful wanderer turned her intense intentions instead toward Rowena and Greta, divining the nature of their hearts and probing their deepest desires with a rapacious fascination. An incredible examination began, splendorous and disquieting, as the Archfey probed the depths of both Ro and Greta's hearts, exposing Ro to possible paths of understanding in the mystery of the old song and her own identity, while challenging Greta to confront her suppressed trauma and her abusive connection to the Coven Crown. The two were powerfully stirred by Kitsiyagi's fascinated admonishments, with Ro, with Ro treasuring the questions in her heart. Greta was moved to more incredible action, suddenly seizing the opportunity to try and free herself from Bishaba's hidden machinations. It was with suffering and tribulation that Greta threw off her magical shackles, rejecting both her deceptive deity and the heinous intoxication of the hag magics, a wave of trauma and freedom washing over her in a stunning tumult of emotion. Her wild work was no sooner done than Kitsiegi suddenly departed from the poor bed, leaving Greta and Rode to fumble through the wake of her wonder. Greta struggled through her sudden liberation and loss, aided by her loved ones and allies, while Ro tried to reconnect with the crew and began to explore what some of these paths of introspection might mean for identity and destiny. The poor bet sails onward now, a third of the way to the fungi's destination of Zedge, into whatever adventure may lay onward in the mystery. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. <laughs> Welcome back to Barely D&D, your sort of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is Craig, and I'm here, and I'm going to take over the world, and you're going to join. Hey guys, how's it going? Sick. Uh, welcome back to Barely D&D. We are back. Why, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Barely D&D. Uh, we are back, and we have a lot more people back. So Jackie's back. Uh, well, I guess Jackie was never gone, but Jackie's here. And then uh, Micah's back and yeah, conscious, and Jackie's back. And uh, we also have uh, Daniels in today. Don't speak. Uh, as a special. Don't speak. <laughs> da, 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 ba, da, da, da. But also you feel free to say. You said Jackie hi. twice, but you didn't song? say Abby. It is. It's by No Doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, well, but your hair is greener than hers. Anyway, so Daniel's here. He's not even going to be in the first episode, though, today. Unless he wants to crack jokes or make commentary. Please feel free to do that. And today we're going to be getting into episode 75 for all of my note-taking nerds. 75 episodes, guys. That's freaking crazy. That's a lot. Do you guys realize? three-fourths of a hundred. Yeah, you are 25 episodes away from a hundred <laughs> episodes. Oh, my gosh. Let's get what happen to the 100th episode. 100 of everything. Everything is 100-ified. We should roll 100 dice and see uh, Everyone are. else's hit points go up to 100 and Craig's go down to 100. No! <laughs> Don't do that to me. We equalize. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there feels like there's a song for that. 
but I don't know it. I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> 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 are you asking for the editor from the editor? Yeah. What's the, what's the letter? I'm not the editor. I did edit something though. That's um, true. Oh my goodness. I guess I'm the editor. <gasps> the wow. Do you want to ask the question? No. Okay. <laughs> my question, and we might have already done something similar. So let me know if this is like Abby. We've I think we've done something similar. But my question is, if what would your character be if they were like a pop singer, like a famous like music artist, oh, like oh not gosh. a band, but like I'm thinking like Doja Cat or Brandon Urie. Like who would they be? Oh, already is. No, I'm just kidding. This is true. This is true. This question does not apply to Ro. I'm so sorry. I'm joking. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She would. Craig, you're up first. I've, Let's go. So, you know, okay, so um, Abby's brother came in and showed me this, like, I don't a have a brother. Dwarf rock? <laughs> I. <laughs> but it has to be, a, like, a singer, like a pop star. Okay, I'll start. It has to be a pop star. Or like a rock star. Yeah, so I really, I really don't know. We'll I come back feel to a you. little out of touch with like music. What was the letter? I don't question? know why, I but Craig, Craig is Dua Lipa. Oh, <laughs> if each of the characters was a pop star. Do- yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I get it. I feel. Yeah, like I don't know why. He's Dua Lipa. I don't know why either. He's got that energy. Yeah. No, I get that. What would Roby? <laughs> I have an answer, but it's 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 um it's a very shallow answer. What is it? <gasps> Row would be me. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So I true. love that. It it has yeah. to be. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a pop star, but I am a pop singer. I mean, you play your music in the clinic. You're a little bit of a pop star. Pop star. Well, thank you. You're on our work playlist. Your music is on my girl boss playlist. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Girl boss. <laughs> Who would Griba be? <laughs> I hate that I said that. <laughs> is is it just it like is. a super disappointing and frustrating answer to you to say Billie Eilish? Or are you like, because no. I could kind of no, feel No, Phoebe, Phoebe like, Bridgers. I, I'm thinking of one, but I don't think, I don't know. Phoebe Bridgers. No. I, oh, this might, this might just be me. Girl. I think it would be Jackie. Post Malone. Post I, <laughs> What? Actually, yeah. No, yeah. what are you guys yeah. talking about? What? You know Post Malone plays magic? Is he really? See? He bought a Black Percent. Lotus for like $8,000. Oh my no, goodness. $80,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Holy crap. So do you know. Still, how on no. earth is Greta Post Malone? Because because he's like a trash goblin, but he's really cool. <laughs> and he's like the nicest person in the world, even Thank though he you, acts Jack. like a, like he... I want to be. Yeah. I want to be really Thank clear. You. Until Jackie said that, I was like, "This is a dumb argument. It makes Gosh no Godwin. sense." Then Jackie said that, and I was like, "Shoot, Have I'm wrong, him? and they're also, right." I adore. Also, I've, yeah, seen I've seen interviews. I adore. I've seen interviews with him, and he is like the nicest person in the world. But everyone thinks he's a trash goblin. But he looks energy. like he, he he gives trash goblin. No, aesthetic. but I see what you're saying. Like he him, the person, that. not the music, but him, the person is very Greta. Don't yeah. you dare look at me and tell me that the music's Greta. Okay, I, I'm gonna show on. you a video of him dancing, and it's like that. So yeah, fun. so he's like so that, goofy and silly on stage. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you did you see that video, Jackie? Yes. Ah, I love it. Music. Who's the DMNPC? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he dances on stage. Who's the DMNPC? I really want to say no. Uber. What about uh, you guys like? You have to fight now. What about like? Uh, I, I know. I think Uber. I always say Bella Andre, but I just kind of want to know. I don't no, know. You guys I want good Charlotte. No, biscuit, good biscuit, Charlotte. Biscuit. Okay, I have four answers so far. Oh, 
Can we make it fun? Good Charlotte would be good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. Okay. I could do Viscuit. Yeah, Viscuit. Man, who would Viscuit be? Who's like a jerk in real life? I don't Man, who would... I don't know. Is it, are we doing specifically pop artists? Like, oh, I'm thinking like really famous yeah, musical famous. celebrities. So not pop, Justin Timberlake. but not a band. Is he known for being a jerk? He is? Oh, that's sad. I love mirrors. Justin I don't Timberlake know if I'm supposed to say this. <laughs> Did you sign an NDA? Fit. No, I didn't I sign know. no NDA. <laughs> no, but like we need someone like legitimate. Like like it needs to be someone kind of awful. I don't know. Um, I awful. hate saying that <gasps> someone's ooh, awful. Ooh, I know. Ooh, John it doesn't Mayer? feel right. But also maybe John Mayer. <laughs> John who? Did John you say Mayer? John Mayer? Yeah. Which does John Mayer feel like he could stop you outside of a pub and be like, uh, I heard you played a song in there. What was it? I know where you leave. No. Does that feel John Mayer? Uh-uh. Charlie Pooh? No. I don't I, know if he's awful, but he just gives me. <laughs> I don't know if this person's bad, but I'd like to slander them real quick on recording. <laughs> Adam Levine. Oh, yes. Maybe. 100%. Maybe Adam Levine. What did he they do? both have gray skin. <laughs> That's not true. I just <laughs> they both have German accents. Who's the other one? They're both in the Kev Kev military. Daniel. Only because we've been going for twelve minutes. Um, Daniel, uh, do you want to talk about Terrence? <gasps> Please. Terrence. Yes. Who would I? Who's Terrence's artist equivalent? Hmm. Man, I do not know. Um, if only Sean Connery made. Music. I know. Um, Except that the real person Sean Connery and the real person Terrence are I feel like different. a Willie Nelson. Dude, yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, that's Terrence good. is extremely Willie oh Nelson. My. Yeah. yeah right, really thank you. Go back music. to your corner. I, I will. Put now. the mic down. You I want some seeds before I go? What'd you say? I got a spoonful of seeds right now. Oh my goodness. Craig, of, Craig is Dua Lipa is perfect yeah that's of all the ones the we image did, of feels her the most right. no I, it's just so right like <laughs> i don't know micah if you had to pick one <laughs> i genuinely don't oh, that's know. true we didn't we didn't let her pick <laughs> <laughs> jackie or whoever said something and we we're like yeah anyway and we and just like, went right by oh, yeah. micah. i like i i don't know enough about yeah, it's definitely do a lipa who is this i don't do a lipa you know you know lipa it's like that big duo. Is that like the wolf? Oh, is that Dua Lipa? Yeah. I, yeah. I have no idea who this person is. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Dua Lipa because I don't really know. <laughs> I have no idea. Dua Lipa. <laughs> what about Pitbull? 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 Craig is Pitbull. <laughs> I think he was Pitbull and now he's Dua Lipa. <laughs> Dua Lipa. Craig, Craig is Dua Lipa. Craig is, is Dua Lipa cosplaying as Pitbull. That's <laughs> wearing a bald cap and everything. Yeah. Pitbull to Dua Lipa pipeline. <laughs> anyway, we should probably start playing D&D now. Uh, this is episode 75. One of you guys are ready. Sorted Sailing. Sorted Sailing. So, S-O-R-D-I-D, Sorted Sailing. Episode 75, Sorted Sailing. I feel like I'm repeating a public announcement. They call it a PSA. Thank you for educating me. Um, This is a level nine adventure for the note-taking nerds. And the date is Bialskond 15, 
because we are moving through this month, and it's 7.35 a.m. Yeah. So we're going to be getting into this. The 15th, you said? Yes, ma'am, the 15th. 80, 30, you know, oh, Jackie, before we PM. had Row, we didn't know what time it was. Thank you. And what time is it? 7 what? 7.35 a.m. It's kind of a mid-time. Do you want am or fum? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so we are opening back up on the, uh, the poor bet. So, um, are you good, bud? Okay. Just violent twitches. Just happy things. Um, so, uh, Daniel's not there and, uh, <laughs> sorry. Let's just, let's just point that out yeah, one more yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, most importantly, uh, stop talking, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, Craig, uh, Ro and Greta are all on the ship. Boz is still nowhere to be found. And we're opening up on an early morning. Uh, so what is... Ha- I should have read my notes before I started talking. <laughs> um, basically, everybody wakes up to a familiar sound of like a little... Um, Spagoober has like a, one of the tankards and a little metal spoon. And there's like a bong, 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 bong. As he like bonks the spoon on the side of the tankard. And his voice comes uh, sort of ringing out just going, Okay, everybody, it's time for the breakfast. And um, uh, you guys are all free to wake up in the pattern and way that you will. Were we not free to wake up? No, we weren't. At one point, That's, we were not very, free to wake up. You very certainly weren't for last time. Free, for, yeah. I'm going to say Craig um, wakes up like he normally does. He rolls out of his bed. Literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you want to like roll to the floor? Um, I think it's gonna be like what you're supposed to do, like, like duck and roll, you know. You're doing a somersault out of your hammock. Apparently, he does this every morning. <laughs> no. Do you? Do you roll? No, no, he rolls, but it goes into like a front roll. You're somersaulting out of your That's hammock. That's not somersaulting. Like he ro- starts rolling, like but then he turns. Let's get an acrobatics check. He wants you to okay. somersault. So uh, I definitely wanted to. Zach was like, like, you're somersaulting. You're I you just wanted an excuse, you guys. Roll plays rock and boat. Okay. Don't rock the boat, baby. That's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> First roll of the session. Uh, so the morning begins with Shippagoober shouting about breakfast, and then uh, and uh, Craig's head impacts the floor, and you're you're awake. Hey guys, what happened? <laughs> so Craig peels his face up off the floor, <laughs> and then chimes in with, "Hey guys, what happened?" What happened when Craig? There's been a lot going on. Oh, I guess I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> Good observation, bro. <laughs> uh, Tello is also up, and uh, Bill Free and Plough for handing out a uh, hardtack, and all the hardtack has um, fish between it because uh, the dried salted fish, like in between the hardtack, that Greta's idea from forever ago has just become the staple on the ship because all you guys eat is hardtack and fish, and it sucks. So, like, yeah. you, like, it's a way of spicing it up. And so every morning it's always hard tack and fish with the fish in between. I'm going to say that for, I mean, we travel a lot on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say that at some point Greta started getting into the habit of every morning doing like create food. So she would like create food for people. Oh, you're doing oh. the spell. No, no, no. I'm saying that Wait, like, is it this weird sticky stuff. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that like at some point, at some point, during the travels, like Greta would do that, and she's gonna like wake up and and oh. um, she's gonna 
Like, I think she would normally do it in the corner over by Spoover stuff. Mm. And then, and she probably had, like, some little plates that she used to arrange it. So she's yeah. going to go over and, like... Wooden, like, bowls. Travis yeah, out. yeah. She's going to go over and, and, like, start that ritual and get the stuff out. And then she... As you open up the back hold chest at the back and you pull out the bowls out of habit and you, like, unstack them and start spreading them out, your hand reaches for where the symbol mm-hmm. should be. And then you suddenly remember. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just going to kind of, like... She, like, zones out for a minute. And like realizes it and remembers and just just zones out and. Spiegelberg and... kind of sees you like blank staring at the wall and he pads up on the wood and he goes, um, "Good morning, Greta. Breakfast." Oh, oh, uh, uh, thank you. It's okay. I, we won't use the balls today. We've uh, the hard taxi is at the hold and he starts just like putting the back in and putting back in the chest. I I, I help him and I kind of. I, I sit, is there like a, I just climb on top of one of the chests and just yeah. kind of sit there. He closes it and you climb up on it. Yeah. And uh, he's so used to your weird moving patterns, there's not a second thought. Um, <laughs> uh, the lower hold of the, of the minute ship is a strange mix of familiarity and novelty to you all. Uh, there's the dull brown hammocks of rough tarp um, strung up by well-secured rope that have begun to soften and become a bit comfortable from all of their copious use so like when you all first formed your hammocks they were these like hard tarp because uh the i mean you know when you guys formed this crew the ship was very much thrown together to accommodate you all but the tarp has begun to weather and and wear and it's starting to get soft like a shirt you've been wearing for a long time and so uh it's starting to get like comfortable and give a little bit to feel better um the metal sconces on the walls of the ship dance an amber color across the walls and they dress the latter half of the ship in tones of warmth and like a swaying homeliness um and uh uh they are entirely beaten out by the bright white sunlight that spills from the open porthole at the bo- at the back of the ship, extinguishing shadows from all around. So, like, there's the warm light at the front um, where the ship is like listing in the waves, and um, the sconces are like dancing the light and back and forth from the wall. But Shpagoober has been up for some time. He's opened the porthole at the top, and so that bright white sunlight is just spilling in the back. And so, like, the back half of the ship is just dressed in bright brilliance, and then the front half has those warmer tones. Um, there's a strong scent everywhere of dried fish mixed with a morning din of chatter from crewmates with scents of flowers from the Crook of the Mad Prince. Um, and it's actually blooming at the moment. And uh, it has been ever since the portal closed. No, the um, the, the staff. And its, it's flowers are, are kind of like... Are there still flowers everywhere? Yeah, on the upper deck, yes. I mean, we're on the lower deck right now, but they are. And we yeah. will get to that in a bit. But um, the crepe myrtles, like blooming flowers, look a little bit like crepe myrtle. Or the, yeah, the uh, Mad Prince's blooming flowers look a little bit like crepe myrtles. Um, uh, I, well, I'll get to that more later. Um, and uh, there is a soft scent of crewmates everywhere. Um, but that is largely dissipated, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, Ro, by copious prestidigitation. But there's always a bit. There's always, it's just a, it's just a human scent. And uh, there's also some, there's always in the lower deck, it's very, very, very subtle, but there are like really faint tones of like a chemical stain that's been applied to the light gold pine wood of the ship's finish. And because the ship is so, um, because Shibuguber had it like touched up a little bit while you all are out, like that scent is still around. Uh, But all of that is subdued by the powerful primary scent of uh, just the briny seawater all around. Um, And there is... The sensation this morning in the ship is a really weird mix of normalcy, as you guys have returned to a long period of sailing. Again, as a, as a reiteration at this point, you guys have been on the ocean for 10 days. Um, so it's starting to feel again like a long voyage. And as much as the poor bet was this strange new place, at this point, this is your third significant voyage on the vessel. And it's starting to feel like home. 
especially in between um, beginning to put roots down in Parsage and then being violently ejected and um, uh, traveling to the palace and then being forcibly removed and then for a moment making home in Ehmund Kai's temple and then needing to leave that behind and Craig especially revisiting home and then having to leave that behind in a harsh way. Like your travels, your travels as of recent have felt very transient, maybe even frustratingly so. You know, repeated attempts to establish location and then being forced to move on. And so in this way right now, the poor bet is feeling very, uh, it, it feels very much like, like a, a point of normalcy, a foundation below you all. Um, but it's also strangely mixed with the things that are different. Um, because the only aberration to the lazy feeling of normalcy right now is the Crook of the Mad Prince. It's grown two or three inches taller than it used to be. Um, and its apical branches have reached out a bit further, so they add the branches at the top. Because remember, it looks like it looks kind of like a crepe myrtle, um, if a bit more like sort of worn and uh, and weathered and textured. It's kind of like somewhere in between like a crepe myrtle and a sage. Um, so it's got the shape and structure of a crepe myrtle, and its branches are a bit that tone, but there's like a bit of a broken kind of like it's as if you smoothed a sage's like sort of cracked, textured, old, wizened-looking wood to the to the tone uh, of like of the smooth wood of a crepe myrtle, and um, uh, those those branches at the top have wrapped. Uh, they've opened up more, but they've also wrapped more densely around the emerald in the middle. So you guys are running into less that issue of looking at the staff and having the head grow, the head get fuzzy, because now it's almost a little harder to see the stone. The branches have wrapped around it a bit more, but also outward. And um, uh, from those central branches that have branched outward, uh, there is now a sizable crown of small jade green ovate leaves with veins of almost like a brilliant emerald hue. So they're leaves that don't come to a sharp point at the end, but they like kind of round at the end, uh, a lot like a crepe myrtle's leaves. And there's like a few hundred of them now kind of all over the head. So you can still see in and you can still see the emerald. But if you weren't looking at it for a second, it would just kind of look like there was a small tree growing out of the boat. And um, thick 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 clouds of frilled flowers bloom in like small little bunches all over the staff, uh, pluming into like mounds of soft fuchsia, pale pearl, pastel garnet, and even like a few interspersed, interspersed tones of lilac. So it has these crepe myrtle, like these sort of like frilled fabric looking flowers little all over, but they are different colors. So there's like a fuchsia, pearl, um, garnet and like even a little lilac tones and they're in like little they're in like there's like a bloom of the fuchsia here and a bloom of the pearl there they're not like all together but they're like they mix over each other and lay over in different sections so it's like it's entrancing and wild even a little unnatural looking um and the roots of the staff have retracted out from all over the ship like they were crazy grooves only enough to support itself um but the swirling grooves that the staff left behind have created an enthralling, almost disorienting pattern all over the floor, the walls, the support beams, and even the ceiling of the lower hold. So every last inch of the lower deck now, everything that's wood and connected to the central base, so not, not the barrels being held there, not the crates that lie in, not the little sections that you guys have made below your bunks, but just the walls. Everything's just grooved and designed now. Um, the grooves are so shallow that they almost disappear in the wood at certain like far angles. So you're standing all the way at one end of the boat and you look at the other. You almost can't quite see them. They almost look like a pattern of the wood, but when you get close, they're very clearly there. Um, uh, but they contrast like really clearly a few feet away and they feel smooth and like pleasant to the touch when you touch them. Like it's not a hard... Um, abrasive angular groove it's like if you rub your hand over it it's like feeling like a texture in a wall um they are so 
No, I already read that part. Um, and there are tens of thousands of granules of emerald scattered across the narrow paths of the roots, catching the light of, at particular angles, like a strange abstract imitation of the night sky captured in solidified carbon and shining greens. So like, it's just, and each fleck is so small, you almost couldn't like point out where it is, but from a distance, you can see it. Um, depending on where you stand, in, like in orientation to them, they catch or lose the various sources of light, giving a visual sensation. It's like you're looking at the twinkling of distant stars in a warm golden wood as one walks across the small continuous rooms. Like if you go from the front to the back, it looks like the night sky shifting around you. And they're catching different light depending on where they are in the boat. So if you're at the front, they're reflecting those kind of warmer amber hues from the, sco- from the sconces. But if you're at the back, it's like bright light as you walk by them. Um, and then uh, I, the reason I'm nailing so hard in these descriptions right now is it's been a while since we've been on the poor bet and it's a little different. So we're getting into the moon. So I'm almost done with these. Um, but each section of the uh, cruise spaces on the lower deck is also reflective of who's there. Um, from the narrow upturned nose of the lower deck hangs Nom's thick double folded hammock supported by the dull iron hooks which Bill Free dri- drilled into the ceiling months before. Uh, the hammock hangs heavily in its middle weighed down by an assortment of items which Nom keeps like kind of squirreled away between its folds. So she, she double folded the hammock uh, tarp and it's created pockets and she just shoves things in there. So there's lumps all in her hammock and you can't tell what they are. Um, uh, she's also asked since to have Bill Free supply more smaller hooks and drill them into the ceiling and she has hung various leather pouches from those different hooks. So there's her central hammock hanging up off the ground, but there's also all these smaller pouches just filled with her random stuff and you can't tell what's in what. So there's just like six different bags hanging from the ceiling at that part. And it creates like this desultory stash of different items that she can reach to, but that are pretty out of the reach out of everybody except for like maybe the three tallest people on the ship. Um, to the right of that space, further away from the ladder, uh, to the upper deck, hangs Bilfrey and Ploff's shared space. So like kind of to the, like the the front right, um, supported by twice the length of rope because they're huge. And uh, the surrounding area is simple. It's not particularly well cleaned, but quite tidy for the sake of minimalism. And it has well-affixed cross-supported pegs in the supporting beam. So there's like thick pegs in there with like cross supports below them connecting to the wall. And uh, from each of them are hanging all of uh, Bilfrey's carpentry tools, as well as a bunch of different weapons. Like they have each of them has a short sword and they both have like two daggers and a couple throwing axes and they're just armed to the teeth. Um, also some simple armor is hanging up there. Um, there are two or three changes of clothes, kind of like one for each of them. <laughs> so below the weapons, all of the changes of clothes for Bill Free are on one beam and then all the others for Ploff are on the other. Um, and in the same space under the bunk, um, Bill Free has created because there's like the double keel of the, because of the, the base of the poor bet has two keels that lead up to the front because it has that dual sort of structure in the back that weird that weird like a double base for ships um there's like spaces in between all the sections of the floor under the under the bunks and in that space bill free has made a series of like small simple chests that holds um bill free and plof stuff um and then across from the akal siblings uh further away there is craig's solitary space um so you have your bunk mm-hmm. and then uh that also gets shared with tello um and because uh, you guys are kind of like bunk mates over there in that section and um uh your heavy hammock sags a lot in its center because you've put a lot of weight on it um and there are stains in the fabric a little bit um from the two or three different times that you have started bleeding profusely in the middle of the night and it has been prestidigitated 
it has been cleaned up, but that like those sections of the fabric are still just a little like kind of off color from the two or three times for different reasons that you have woken up bleeding from wounds and they've just kind of stained the fabric a little. Um, uh, your heavy hammer hangs from one of the beams and uh, there's also like whatever other belongings you would get over, give over there. And what other things kind of shape and characterize the space? So I would say that he has picked up a few seashells that he's favored. Just a little like a few things, um, like nature things. But also like his diary always is. Where is that? Is that like on the floor underneath? Is it? It's going to be to where like he can reach over and just pick it up in like the night. So it's going to be on the floor, oh, okay. but it's going to be like... Well, and there's also uh, on the edges of the lower deck everywhere, there are those roped sections mm. um, with the barrels and uh, crates that are like kind of tied off there. So if you ha- if you put it on the top of one of those, maybe even one of the crates whose lid has lips, um, you could put it up there and it, would, it wouldn't like fall off. It would slide around a little bit, but it wouldn't fall off because there's the lips at the edges. And then you could reach over pretty easily and, and get it in the night. Yeah, I would say that he has he has it there. Okay. Um, and I'd say like within... The, the journal and the diary. I don't know. Should I say diary or journal? I don't know. It's your thing, dude. Say diary. It's so I'm going to say he has like little leaves inside. Um, I don't know what else he would have. Oh, wait. Doesn't he have Dolgoth's skull? Oh, yeah. that's true. <laughs> you have Dolgoth's oh, no, 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 skull, skull mask over there. Like mask. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I is made out of a skull. So I, I would say that's that's chilling on like okay. beside the diary. That's really metal. So that's yeah. right next to it on the crate. And uh, a button. He's saving it for um. Oh, for eek! Eek! That's so He's cute. Saving it for eek. Um, on the floor underneath the bunk, there are like four or five really, like well organized, tidied next to each other. Um, underneath the bunk, there there are uh, a series of small like satchels and bags, um, gathered together and folded. Dag, nab it, Daniel. <laughs> Just do your thing, and then we'll yeah yeah in there. Yes, yeah, it's in the closet. It's in there. It's, we're just going to commit to this. It's fine. He almost put it on a shelf, and then he was like, no, it's probably in the trash. There's so much yarn on the ground right now. <laughs> There's so much. There is so much. That's like an so much yarn. You're ridiculous. Mom, where's the crochet? Would you say that's a, like a yarn fool? <laughs> don't, line, don't laugh at that. That made no sense. <laughs> don't support that. Like a yard fool? <laughs> I've never heard a yard full as a measurement. For Gingers. Beneath the bunk, there are definitely a series of like bags and satchels. And uh, and Tello's just got kind of his stuff all bunched up under one section there. And um, he doesn't have a whole lot adorning the space otherwise. Billfree's made a couple hanging pegs for you guys. And so like his crossbow's up there. And uh, Billfree has, has drilled into the base of it and connected a leather like kind of like wrist loop. So uh, he can have that there. Um, and some of his armor sits below because most of the time he's just wearing his kind of like silk clothes uh, or his like cotton and he has a change of outfits, but uh, he just has his stuff below the bunk there. Um, then down from that, we have Ro and Boz shared space, immaculately clean, um, smelling of various natural scents. Uh, there is an unnecessary quantity of wooden pegs protruding from either of the support beams, uh, just everywhere. There's like 12 in each because Boz is practicing there. And um, none of them have, are being used. And only half of them. And there's various like little pouches, but a lot of them are left, uh, blank. There's the Crook of the Mad Prince nearby. And that section of the floor is just ridiculous. It's, it's a nineties carpet. It's psychedelic because the Crook of the Mad Prince is so constantly lifted up and put down there that there's so many different oh, sections of swirling yeah. pattern. Yeah. Um, and there is the shared bunk, 
but it's quite high for row and uh there's no ladder design there i don't i don't sleep in the hammock i sleep on the floor with my flowers and what i was going to say is um in that oh, section yeah. no you're good uh in that section Billfrey has recently completed row. Um, he has in between the two raised sections of the like the two raised sections of the floor and the groove that goes underneath where people usually keep their stuff. Billfrey has put in cross slats of wood perpendicular to those two beams on either side. And then below that he's put in another raised, like flat piece of wood. So it doesn't go with the the like sort of slightly sloping shape of the of the boat. And um, he's even put like little spacing wood sections little jigs on either side so that they like cushion the movement of the ship a little bit and he's nailed all that in place and then he's nailed in some layers of tarp and then you've put a couple layers of blankets down and there's like a makeshift bed there for you row and it would be too small for anyone except for like you and Greta would fit well in it so and like Nom so it is very you sized and you now have like your own little bed on the floor I love Um, them and is there anything else that describes your space um yeah, I mean, I'd say I probably do the plant growth to like make a little pillow each night. Oh heck yeah! But um, I mean, that kind of goes away, and I just sleep on a little bed of pillows uh, of flowers and grass and all. But um, I guess on one of the pegs that I have asked Bill Free a million times to check, I hang my loot. Um, but <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. most of the time it's on me. Um, and then I pretty much keep everything in my bag and probably like in that little like tarp space. Like she's very, like she doesn't really take anything out. It's just all in the bag except for her loot hanging like when she's asleep. Heck yeah, dude. Um, and then across from that is Greta's bunk. And there is, um, on the one beam, there is the extremely janky and uneven ladder that Boz made for you, but all the pegs are in there really well. So if you're, you know, coordinated, you can get in there. And there is your, um, uh, variously stained bunk um, from different like honey stains and a little bit of blood and uh, and it's been prestigitated but again just different sections of the tarp are just discolored um, by your own uh, admission and description in the past of things that have been smeared over you while sleeping yeah? <laughs> I might regret this oh, but right. I'm going to say that Greta oh, no. in her sleep the Greta what? drools in her sleep okay well, there's a little bit of that too. And when you're not around, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, Ro, but I think Ro prestigitates the punk just regularly. And, uh, <laughs> but it's still slightly discolored. Just to keep the, just to keep the smell on lock. Cause there's a the lot of us down there. <laughs> um, is there anything else that describes or characterizes the space, Greta? Let me think. I feel like there's a lot of like sticks and rocks and stuff. And they're like arranged. Don't Where have you gotten these from? She just picks them up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, like she just <laughs> crushed Craig's seashells. Yeah, but you know the ocean. Like you guys are like you were at a beach in Home Cove. I'm confused. With sticks and rocks. Like, I like in the course of travels, you're just always collecting small amounts of sticks and rocks. So yeah, yeah maybe that every make time a lot of she sense. asks. Maybe every time she asks a history rumor that she somehow found, she takes a rock to remember what that thing was. Wow, that's a sick... Anyway, I'm sorry for <laughs> um, talking for you. You were saying... She's got, like, a bunch of, like, sticks and rocks and just, like, little, like, like, um, like, little snail shells or... This might sound weird, but, like, little critter bones that she found, seashells, just stuff, like, stuff that she's collected. Um, and it's kind of arranged in the area, like... Like, you know how that when children play outside, they, like, arrange stuff and, and like, mm. it makes sense to them? And it's clearly organized, but it's just kind of... But what the nature of that organization yeah. is, who could say? Yeah, it's 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 a lot like how a kid would arrange their 
their outdoor findings or their their toys or whatever. Um, um, she's probably she probably doesn't wear all of her cloaks all the time, especially because it's kind of hot mm. where we are. Yeah. So, uh, but I think she just leaves them like in her in the in the hammock. Okay. So it's just like a big bundle of fabric, which she thinks is 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 comfy. Um, and I feel like I don't know how many other books people have, but I think she's been reading a lot. So she's got that book mm. that she put Goober lent her, the the book with the Vilek stories. What was mm-hmm. that? What was uh, the Majesty. That? Yes. What was the name of the author? No. Um, the name of the the group. Oh, the Majestic Company. Yes, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Um, she's got that book. She's got her Unsen books, and like any, she's any books that she's collected, and in some of those are probably in her hammock. Actually, yeah, most of them are probably in her hammock, unless she's not actively. Gotcha. Reading them. All right. Oh, I'm so sorry. One more thing. She like picks like leaves and flowers and stuff and little mm. grasses, and I feel like I don't know. Is there like little nails or like thumb? What's the Medieval equivalent for like a thumbtack. A small nail. I feel like she would have like tacked them to like the posts or like. <laughs> I love that. The wall so something. on like the other side of the ladder beam, there's just like a bunch of nails, like connecting leaves and and Greta yeah. never notices because she's not there. But Billfrey walks around all the time, looks at it and goes, <sighs> and just keeps walking and he fights the urge to take them off, but he leaves them there. Oh, yeah. Um, and otherwise, you guys are in that space, familiar, and you are eating your stuff. Breakfast is there. I just wanted to set the scene in nauseating detail again because it's been a while. Nice. Mm. Um, I have, a, I have a question for the DM. So, I'm the DM. That's it you? Whoa. I thought it was him. Okay. Are you the DM? <laughs> um, I'm the DM is, now. What is No, Craig Daniel, know? it wasn't important. No, no, no. No, you're fine. You don't actually have to reconnect. We weren't. It wasn't. I'm reconnecting. What did I miss? It was uh, one single dumb joke, and now you're here for no reason. Wait, I want to hear the joke. It's, uh, I, you're the DM, and he's not. What you got? What you got, Daniel? DM boy. What? Daniel, five seconds of DMing. Go. Oh, right now. Okay. okay. DM this this session for for five seconds. I got you. I got you. You see the as the winds are beating the ship back and forth, you see a That's a five seconds. Good. No, no, no. Nice. Um, that's, cool. As the winds are beating back and forth, you see the... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I still have a question. Yeah, well, I still have an answer to your thing. <laughs> so, um... Abby <laughs> just starts talking and we're just like, yes, anyway, shut up, Michael. Michael, go! So, what does Craig know? Like, I mean, like, uh, you know, a fair amount of things and various us. topics in nature. No, in terms of, like, what's happened, y'all. I mean, you, you guys, have, it's 10 days after the event, so there's nothing you wouldn't have been filled in on. Greta has okay. not talked about it, unless you came up and asked her, and even so, she might but have been But also, kind of Greta's clearly doesn't have magic anymore, and people on the ship would have told you. Okay, cool. Yeah, Ro, Ro would have definitely told you. I feel like Ro would have told Craig everything and yeah. filled him in Spagoober on it. Spagoober would have described the incident. Your, true dis- your descriptions between That's Ro true. and Spagoober, Spagoober was up there. Your descriptions between Ro and Spagoober would have been really different. Ro's would have been really accurate, and Spagoober's would have been really accurate, but also emphasized how pretty the big lady was a lot. And then those are, those are the two big differences. He prefers Rose. He pre- what? Kidding. What? He, prefer Ro- he prefers Rose description. Oh, okay. It made him uncomfortable. Oh, Craig prefers Rose. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, I was so. like, who prefers what? I know, me too. I was like... <laughs> so you... Does that <laughs> prefer Rose? So what? You are, you are, uh, what? You are abreast <laughs> on the situation. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that it's some. Let me know if you're like Abby. It's not time for for a time jump, but like I'm gonna say that after some people have um like kind of cleared out and more people are above deck, Greta's gonna start at like the base of the Crook of the Mad Prince, and she's just gonna trace her finger along the patterns and unless like something happens and comes and interrupts her she's gonna do it for like trace everyone and then the grooves in the floor yeah yeah and then as she does that she's gonna start and i'll say she's been doing that for like a couple days she'll just sit there and trace them all and then as she moves on she'll like move a little and and find a different spot and she's just sitting cross-legged hunched over tracing these grooves with her fingers gotcha um, I'm going to walk up to Ro, and I'm going to say, hey, um, I was, I was below deck, and can I say that I saw Greta doing this? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I saw, I saw Greta, she does not, she's, she's been, like, tracing the grooves in the ground, and I, it's really concerning. I don't know what to do. Like, can we talk to I mean, her? I mean, I mean, nothing. I don't think anything bad can happen from me. I mean, the only way to open back, like, open the portal back up, I think, is if I try to try to cast that spell again. So I don't think. Well, no, I don't not think that, the portal open. Not that it's like dangerous, but I just it it. It's. Are concerned. you worried about Greta, Craig? Yeah, it's just hard to see her so. Well, I know. So lost. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to. Ever since I started casting magic, I have had magic, and I can't even begin to. Uh, she's a lot older than us, mm-hmm. and I can't even begin to think of how she feels without her powers when she's had them for so long. So, I don't know, We, her and I kind of had like a little bit of a heart to heart the other day. I I don't know, I think she just needs time, Craig. I, I don't know what, I don't think it's hurting anything. I mean, I'm the last person to judge someone's <laughs> obsessions. You've seen my, how I cope with things. Um, no, I, I get it. I think that like, Everything's just, yeah. everything's different now, but she's kind of got the the worst of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, do. maybe I don't know. I, I don't know how these things work. How clerics really come by their magic that much? But I mean, I don't know. Maybe something with the mad, the crook of the mad prince, or the maker, or. I don't know that that staff that we found could help her get her get her juice back, <laughs> but I, I I don't think I I don't think um, I think she's gonna have to find it on her own. Maybe like um, until then we could I don't know everything is just so so dark right now and um is there anything that we can do to like bring her even a moment of joy like even a moment of of distraction or just remembering of why life is 
Good. She, she really like she really likes being dirty. I guess if we like. Do you have a jar of dirt? Like a, we could get like a mud pit going up. up they just walk over and deck. dump it. Just dump dirt on Greta. Are you better now? How's the trip? Like, Are you better know, now? Might, How's the trauma? You know, you know, like when <laughs> you know, like when you go death. into town. You know, like when you go into town and you see like the pigs like squirming around in the mud and they're so happy. Yeah. I feel like you just, Greta would like did that. Did you just compare <laughs> Greta to a pig? <laughs> no, Greta. Greta is. Greta is much more wrong. graceful and wonderful a person, oh. but she might be dirtier than a pig. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys, I love her dearly. You guys haven't realized, like, you hadn't keyed in that Tello was listening nearby, and he's not trying to, but when Rose says that, you watch Tello from behind just kind of, like, shudder and shake his head, and he walks to a different part of the deck feeling like he shouldn't be listening to that conversation anymore. Um... I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I think Greta would take that as a compliment, honestly. <laughs> She's, She's like so than dirty and filthy. In a good way. I mean, like, is, is there... I mean, she, she would take it as a compliment. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, like, what if we put on a show? A, sh a show? I, I, what, what I don't do you know. Mean? Like, what do you mean a show? I mean, I just remember the times that, like, you used press to digitate or, I don't know, whatever that, whatever that thing you yeah, do is. Yeah, but she does not like to like no, no to like. She doesn't sparkle. like being cleaned. No, no to sparkle. Oh, to sparkle. Yeah, like what if we did? What if I, we did a little show well, and did, distracted her? You know, like I did tell her. I did going back to the dirt thing. I did tell her that I could. I I figured out. I'd never tried it before, but I I figured out how I could make her dirtier instead of cleaner. So what if it was like dirt sparkle? Well, dirt sparkle. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, maybe. Sorry about your loss, Greta. Here's some shiny dirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I mean, you know her better than I do, Craig. You've spent more time with her. Um, I I don't know. I just we could. I mean, I don't. Uh, we could maybe maybe if you wrote her a poem and I could dirt sparkle her while you recite the poem. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> I think that we have a plan. What if you write her poetry and I don't sparkle on I'm going to go ask um, Spigoober and the rest of the people if they have anything to offer for our little show. Oh, hey, and Craig, I sure her. am over here. Hey, she Spigoober. Likes, she likes, she hey, likes trinkets. Do you have any oh, like she does special like talents? You hit that nail. Oh, my goodness, head. me? I've got the bunch. Uh, as I've demonstrated previously, I'm really good at dancing. And then also... Wait, when did you uh, dance for Google? You guys remember when we had that... Uh, you, Craig wrestled with yeah, Pilfrey yeah, and Blaff. Yeah. Or I can have that backward. Oh, Pilfrey yeah. and Blaff. And then Gretchen and me had that dance competition, but then I hit my head. I remember. I'm you really were good pretty good at, so I'm good at that. And then um, I'm a really good hugger. And then also I make really good bouquets. Um, and then... Really good what? Uh, bouquets. And then I also bouquets. And then I bouquets. And then I also I'm good at sailing. Like I'm good at being a captain. Yes, you are. Um, I don't know. I'm good. At, I'm good at compliments. And then uh, I really get the cleaning. Wait, wait. Could you make a list of compliments for Greta? Dude, somebody needs to wife Spagoober up. That is like the <laughs> top tier resume I've ever heard. 
That's like you hear that, ladies. That's a Why husband resume. Yo, see, you can't find Yelich, but Goober's right here. That's all he I'm saying. He's not a captain and cannot sail. Do not marry him. That's what I'm saying, right? What? Like, that's that's <laughs> yes. material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only both Cash captains. Goober. Oh, hi, Cash Rob. Goober. Yeah. If we're if 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 we're both um if we're both still single in our like two hundredth year. Let's say you and I get married. Oh huh? man, that's really sweet, Rob. Okay. Handshake? Okay, cool. It's a deal. Alright. <laughs> okay. Wow. But the listeners didn't see us. His stand and just reaching out his hand and just shaking. That was no. so funny. That was great. Okay. Somebody make a note of that. <laughs> okay, so well, okay, should we go for and I'm gonna uh -huh. like start whispering. I'm like, God, you gotta be quiet. I, I really what? I want to cheer up. Greta a little bit with the talent show. Yeah, I know. She seemed, I, she's having a really hard time. I think that it might be fun for us to put on a little show for her and do a little talent show and distract you, her a little bit from you, some tracing the Do you think she would want that? She's just tracing around. That's true, but do you think she would want your suggestion to happen? My suggestion? The, like, do you think she'd want the talent show? Because I think maybe she's been through like a really serious loss. And I don't think people want talent shows right when they've been through serious loss. Maybe more like a mm -hmm. heartfelt conversation. But I mean, you know, a talent show could work really good too. I, I'm not, I'm not an expert or anything. What if we put both together? I don't. Uh, you have really good ideas, Craig. But I let's let let's save that one for more like a celebration occasion, maybe. Cause that sounds mm. fun, but I don't know if that's what a person in mourning needs. You I just know? know when I'm sad, I like to. Well, from now on, I know that if you go through a serious loss, we'll have a talent show. I thought it would not 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 a talent show. Oh, what were you thinking? I was thinking like I would write a poem for her. You would write some. That compliments. sounds really. No, that's not a talent show. That's a heartfelt display of affection. That's that's what I meant. Well, that was my bad. I misunderstood you. I said talent show, but what I what I meant it's was all good, buddy. Yeah, I was thinking like, what if we just showed how much, like, I showed her support. I no, I think it's a great idea. I, I mean, I've been trying to be helpful in like small doses for a while, uh, like, and maybe not all at once because that might make her feel kind of exposed, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe just like maybe we'll just go on having our relationships with her as they kind of are, and then individually we could choose moments to support her. Gotcha. But your idea was really good too. I'm still gonna make a poem. I think you. I think that's a great you idea. Do a you're amazing. You're a good hugger. Mm-hmm. You should keep that in the back of your head. I, I do. Okay. She might appreciate it. Do you that. want a hug? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. I have to go ham. Uh, feel free. Uh, okay. And she's going to go up the ladder. Yes, yes. No, you didn't. You looked around awkwardly, started to walk away, and then you were like, yes. <laughs> and he, he, read the, he read the signal and left. Rose just left standing there in front of Craig. And she's like, well, that, that went well, I guess. Well as expected. Yeah. <laughs> I think Craig. I I think you and I are very big on um, flashy, big displays of affection, and I think like Greta and like Balls and Tello are a little on the not as flashy. They don't like hey, it as bro. much. You and I, we like a big grand gesture. Hey, you know, bro. What, what, yes. Can you not say his name? 
Talos? <laughs> no, Boris. You can't say his name. Lycrook. I don't think I'm ready to think about that yet. Okay, Craig. I mean, I mean, his mark is all over the ship, and we're gonna have to think about it eventually. But I think he'll come back to us. that you're right like uh Greta we're, we're different from Greta and, and we should talk to her in the way that she's ta she needs to be we need to show her love in the way that she should be loved in the way that she wants yeah exactly what way does Greta like to be what <laughs> what Craig? this whole scene has been wild what did you what did you say Craig the, the, like what do you think what do you think Greta would she like actual food do you tell her you think she would well, like well we're Tello in the middle has, of a ship tell her who has uh, in the middle of the like, ocean. very quietly sn snuck up behind craig where he didn't notice like ro you watched it happen but tell her was very yeah. sneaky he made this whole thing out of like quietly walking back around the room and he's behind mm -hmm. you and craig he just suddenly chimes in over your shoulder with I mean, I think she might just oh want my to gosh. be... Oh, hey, Craig. I think she just might to be... Never forget I can do that. Uh, I think she might just want to be kind of, you know, like, left alone. Uh, why did I start doing Spagoober? I think she might just want to be left alone until, like, Tell individual you've been spending way too much time with I, We've been spending a lot of time together on the ship. So, I mean, you know, like, if you have an individual moment, you want to talk to her. But I think we can just keep treating her like she is normally, like, a person. And then, you know, like, in... Like, I think if you're feeling bad for her, you should just go find a moment to go talk to her. You know? Yeah. I mean, your relationship is the same it's always been. She's just sad. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I guess... Greta and I actually, I think, are, are closer than we've ever been after that. And we actually talked with each other instead of just looking at each other funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a really genuine guy. And, you know, we each have our strengths and our weaknesses. And... But everyone knows that you you feel very authentically and very intensely, yeah. and I think if you just went and talked to her at some point, she would understand that. That's really good advice, Tello. Finger crossbows. Bro is like. And Tello, who's been in your earshot this whole time, goes, "You're right, Greg, and I'm the first person who said it." And then he goes yeah. and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go talk to Greta. I'm gonna check in. I just, I love that what's happened so far an hour into that's, this session idea, is Craig. that we've had breakfast and then Craig <laughs> asked people how we, how what he should do for Greta for like 30 minutes. Then everyone was like, talk to her. And finally he was like, I think I'll go talk to her. And now Craig's going to talk to her. I love this. I love this podcast. So I'm gonna go down to where Greta is. Sure. <laughs> Greta, I assume you're still there tracing patterns in the floor? I'm gonna say that, like, wait, wait, which way, which way are you facing? <laughs> Um, I'm going to scare her. <laughs> no, I, I think she's sitting cross-legged. She's trying not to be in people's in people's areas, but she's maybe found an area like in between, if that's possible. And now she's sitting cross-legged, like poking the wall. Okay. Just over and over and over and over. I'm going to say that like, you don't see Craig yet, but he's like, 
You cannot. You don't dictate that, but that's okay. Well, she's like facing the wall. He's trying to like be like she stealthy. Heard you come down. But Do you want to make not, a stealth check? She's not paying attention. Are you, are you trying to make a stealth check? Yeah. Make a stealth check. What's your Can passive, I make a Greta? perception check? What's your passive? Can I make a perception check? What's your passive? Is he funny? 15. Okay. But I'm 13. Like, oh, never mind. You definitely see. So oh, wait, out, of, can I, out of the corner of her, of her eye, what does she see? For the meme. Sure. Can I make a perception? Because yeah, I am really involved in this. Do it. It's 14. Okay. You you see Craig. He like he starts walking and then he pauses and then he like turns and he's like <laughs> I mean I'm she's not paying attention. You are <laughs> And then and then he <laughs> And then he walks up to Greta. He's like Hey Greta. Found any cool patterns yeah. in the floor? This is the wall. <laughs> okay, I said wall. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I meant wall. I, I said, hey, hey Greta, find any cool patterns on the floor? This is the wall. <laughs> that was um, a player mistake. She's she's gonna say, um, I'm I'm actually uh, and she's kind of she's kind of like dozed out. She like stares at just like stares off into space for. Uh, I'm actually I'm I'm trying to count the the little emeralds. They're really small, but I think I can get it. Do you... Do, how many have you gotten so far? Uh... I... Don't know. You ever, like, count something... And you know that you're counting. Like, you're going up and up and up and up and up and you're keeping track. But there's not actually, like, a number associated with it? Yeah, I count sheep to fall asleep. I have to... Okay. That's cool. That's what's happening now. Oh. Yeah, it kind of is like that. Yeah, it's like the sheep well, aren't sheep. real, so... Didn't you say that... You Your family yeah. hurts. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't know what a sheep is? Mm-mm. Greta, I thought that you had some family involved in the sheep business. <laughs> is she you're in the sheep business? <laughs> yeah, we did. I'm just The goofing. business of sheep. You're just goofing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does Craig make that super awkward face? That's what he felt. You weirdo. <laughs> um. Hey, Greta. Uh, yes. Yes, you, Greg. You ever... Okay. Do it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm start laughing into it really loud. Yeah, please do that. Pick it up. <laughs> I love the oopsie oopsie mic. It's my best friend. <laughs> Alright, feel okay. free to go back to your serious yeah. scene, Micah. Abby will catch up eventually. Hey Greta, um mm -hmm. I just wanted to say like if you if you ever need to talk or um if you ever need to like I don't know, get your mind out of a place that you don't want it. I, I can I'm I'm here for you. We're all here for you. I love you. She's gonna kind of. She's been tracing the the grooves again, and, and she's just kind of look, gonna look down at it for a second. Um. Thank you, Craig. And if if you wanna learn and sing with someone, I I can, 
I, I will spend as many hours as you want learning with you and being there with you to yeah listeners i'm gonna have to ask you to forgive my terrible french accent i am working on it not i mean okay um greta's gonna kind of smile and and say in not quite fluent i mean like it's conversational conversational and and pretty darn conversational in singing she's gonna say i can't do it go for it do it abby do it do it execute order 66 No, I can't do it. Do it. it. No, I can't. Do it. I can't. Pure it's going to be Italian. Peer pressure. It's a me, you and see me. Can you give me a cello <laughs> voice? Oui, oui, hon, hon, baguette. No, like serious. No, but if Taylor were talking, it would, you know, it would follow those patterns. Go for it, Abby. She's going to look and she's going to smile and she's going to say, Thank you, Craig. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. In Insidian. And it sounds a little bit like when Tello speaks Insidian. I'm doing my best. I don't know how to talk French. I'm not good at accents, apparently. Oh, that was getting better at the end. Yeah. And Craig, Wait, Greta she's... responds with a language you don't understand. Mm-hmm. She's going to also <laughs> in She's like, I mm-hmm. can teach you some if you want. Okay, this is getting way better the longer you're going with it. Thank you. And Craig, she offers to teach you in a language you don't understand, so you don't know that she says that. Tello would probably be a better teacher, but... Tello? Hey! I love that. Tello is gently facepalming himself some distance away. Um. Apparently always in the background of every scene. He's like, bro. Sounds about right. Get a burn! Um, but um, I, I um, Ro has a twenty <laughs> passive perception, so yeah, she is in the background. <laughs> um, no, but but seriously, Craig, I, I I appreciate that. That that does mean a lot. Yeah. Do you do you wanna? Uh, I I assume that everybody told you what happened. No. Deception check. You don't need one. That was the worst lie you've ever. Like, there's no check necessary. If you no. don't want to, if you don't roll a natural one, you're fine. Got it. Would you? Do you want your roll recorded, or are you like, no. nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna say that. Well, okay. Well, uh, I'm. Uh, I mean, like, I, I just haven't heard your side. Hmm. And if you and if you aren't comfortable talking about it, or that, that's okay too, but I mean, I don't think I could add much to the events, but as far as I'm feeling it It's like being hungry. It's like I haven't eaten in days, but there's not a physical sensation. I mean, maybe there is. But you know how your stomach will rumble and you mm-hmm. feel you feel it. There's not a physical sensation, but this feels so strong that there almost might be. Do you know what I mean? Like I can feel it in my gut, and not in my stomach, but like the gut that people talk about when they say like a gut feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like a gut instinct. Yeah. My I can I can feel it there, and it's just a terrible absence. And it. Maybe I'm just hungry because this seems like a good metaphor, but 
when you're hungry, you feel lighter and you feel light and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a wonderful feeling. Your, your body feels light and... But it's paired with emptiness. Yeah, and really shaky. Like you're and it's what you need. No. Like lacking power. When you're hu when you're really hungry, you feel light and you feel free and you feel floaty a little bit. But you're shaky and you're weak and you get kind of dizzy sometimes. I'm not getting dizzy, but it's the same thing with the gut. It's like I my head isn't dizzy, but I feel so much it feels dizzy. Mm. But you know, I've no. taken up a lot of new hobbies. I've been reading that book. I've read that book eight times. <laughs> the one about Vilek. Have you put notes in it? Oh, no. I don't want to. I mean, I would if it was my book, but I don't want to write in Trigger's book. Gotcha. Um, if, uh, I've gotten better at sketching. There's lots of birds. I enjoy sketching the waves. And she's going to pull out. She's, like, not wearing a lot of cloaks. She's wearing, like, just her the base layer. But somehow she still manages to pull like a little <laughs> sketchbook out of her pocket. There's and always like, a pocket. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's always a bigger pocket. Um, and she opens it up very particularly. Like she holds it towards herself and opens it. And then when she's flipped to the right page, she shows you. And there's like dozens and dozens of like little square sketches, like maybe an inch, maybe like two inches of like... Um, like the waves and it's just over and over and over and over and over and some pages it's like the same wave pattern for like the whole page and she just sketched it over and over and over and she she holds it out to look see and they're, they're, you, she flips through and they're, they're like progressively getting wow. a little better I, I do see the improvement Thank you've you. gotten really good at sketching waves thanks do you ever sketch uh, people? no not really Deception check. Yeah. <laughs> Does Greg have to roll? Yeah, let's get an insight from you, Kurt. Again, I try not to force force the deceptions. I like you guys to make them from here on, but this is this is one worth mentioning. What'd you get, Griba? You're doing the maths. You can do this, dude. Do you listen to a lot of Blink-182? A little. Not a lot. I got 10. What'd you get? 23. Oh, man. Oh, sorry, Craig. I'm sorry. Craig sorry. don't know nothing. I'm sorry. My God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Because I thought. So anyway, Me you guys too. can keep playing D and D if you want. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe we could start sketching people. Yeah, like what if you wanted to like sketch Spagoober or Rogue? I could sketch you. I don't know if my face is very good for sketching. Do you want to try? Sure. Um, she's going to. She's gonna be. She's gonna be like, okay. Um, come sit over here. Okay. Can you do it? Yeah, I sit. She's gonna down. like sit down and kind of like crouch, and then, and then like she sits down, <laughs> like crab quietly, a little quietly. Bit. There's a there's there's um, a fart that leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk says, "I'm just like a like like a soft gaseous question." His body is definitely missing the food that Greta <laughs> used to produce. So, 
So Craig sits down and just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A soft, how, gaseous how, question. How stinky is it, Craig? <laughs> I'm going to say this. Roll a D100 for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot of stink. No. Dude, it's, that's it's, like just gonna be a, it's gonna be a continuum. I, yeah, that's a big continuum. 30. You, you roll the other one with it, the D10 as well. It's, it's the other one that's shaped like a D100. It's the two dice that look exactly the same, but everybody says that they're different. <laughs> yeah, you roll them together. So you, you so say, 30 and 7. Okay, so 37. It's a little stinky. Mm. <laughs> a little stinky. Greta pretends not to. The eye shift. <laughs> She's gonna like crouch down and then, like look at you, and then like crab walk to the other side. No, 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 no. Can you actually sit over there? <laughs> and she like, you smell. Can you sit over there? Way over there, please. <laughs> Could you squat down she, like, again? She like guides yeah. you and like. Let's, let's, you roll another one hundred for me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so that 39 just is what is <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah she's gonna like scuttle around on crab rocks um, no I, that, that, that's probably fine. It's probably fine you don't need to do it again it's okay um and she <laughs> she's gonna say we'll say she sketches for like 15 minutes and every 15? time you blink she's like Hey, I need your stuff. She like Craig. Craig, I, can you please keep still, Craig? Um. At one point, Telog's spying goes, Ugh, and then like gags a little bit, but then <laughs> keeps going by. Um, and then she she turns. Um, she like after fifteen minutes or so, she turns over the the book, and it's like. Can you give me an artistry check? Is this a custom skill? This is one of the. Uh, and also, not to be difficult, but a reminder: yeah. you can and should put these on your sheet for everyone. Please do that. But um, artistry can be assigned to either intelligence or dexterity. So you can... Um, and we can only take one proficiency. Yes. So you have... I think you already chose one. I took didn't rumors. You? you took rumors. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Also, I need you to choose whether or not it's intelligence or dexterity, and it is permanently assigned there when you choose. Intelligence. Okay. What'd you get, bud? I'm gonna use my inspiration, and this seems silly, but it's for right. the vibes. Yeah, it's your, it's your game. That's what I'm saying. Go for it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a 25. nat twenty. Holy crap! Let's go. Greta's an artist. She's a Picasso. She's been sketching for like a hundred years, guys. More actually. Uh, yeah, you should be. Good. It's wild <laughs> that that's the one you didn't take proficiency in, but it's fine. Rumors, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She's been listening to rumors since that's she true. was here. Craig. <laughs> Holy crap. Babies can hear. That's my face. That is your face. That is my face. And Craig, as she turns around and shows it to you, not only is it excellent, it's also like... There are no mirrors around. So wow. you have not seen yourself since the burns. And you get a very good look at all of the burns on your face and at the stubble growing in on the right side of your face and the hair that's starting to come back on the right side of your head but not the left. And it looks like you and it also does not look like you. She holds it up. But it's also stunningly good. It's an, She's excellent at this. Really good, Greta. Greta, I, I mean, I, I kind of don't want to give this to you because you're a stat monkey. But somewhere on your character sheet, write down that for artist, artistry checks specifically with sketching, 
give yourself proficiency because you have made that a massive part of your backstory that you've role-played plenty of times before you even knew about this. Also, at break, everyone please remind me to have everybody put these on their sheets, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Sorry, Craig. Is that at break? Have everyone put these on. All righty then. Oh, get. No, what a joke. She's got <laughs> jokes to me. No, that, was good. that was good. Get got, damn boy. Get got. Get got, damn. Sorry, uh, Micah, please return to role-playing your very important moment that I interrupted. Oh, that's not a bad wave. Okay. Can I can I see that like, and he like, re- brings out his hand to, and and, and she's it. gonna, tear the page out and hand it to you, <laughs> and he's just gonna kind of like, sit down on the floor and, I, I didn't know that um. Man, I looked better. I need to shave. My gosh. I can't. I, I think you look wonderful, Craig. I'm serious. No. Why? Objectively, no. Objectively, you look like someone who has been through something hard. And people might say that that's not, air quotes, beautiful. But your scars and the the, the burn scars and... It's not. It's not beautiful. It's not objectively pretty or objectively handsome or whatever, but... It's, it's beautiful in the way that it's, it's real and it's honest and it's a representation of suffering. And if we can't say that suffering is beautiful, then I don't know how we're supposed to say that anything's beautiful. He just nods his head. His eyes are not moving from the paper, though, because he's seeing detail wonderfully captured on paper that he hasn't seen before. Greta? Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for being a good model. (laughs) (laughs) Inspiration for the wink, Micah. Inspiration for the wink. Also, Greta, while that was, um, while Craig had that reaction and then he said what he said about himself, you noticed out of the corner of your eye, um, like a distance away, because everybody is just very confined on this vessel at all times, especially below deck. Makes sense, though. Um, you noticed Ploff was in uh, range, and I rolled a perception check, and she heard Craig say that, and you noticed, like, kind of behind Craig's back from where she was standing, Ploff kind of made a face when he said that about himself, mm-hmm. and, like, um, uh, and, like, kind of, she looked a little like frustrated for a moment and went back to what she was doing. So you just noticed that. You moved on with your conversation, but you noticed that for a moment. Craig most certainly didn't, but. Wait. Oh, I didn't notice it. Yeah, ah. super not you, but she noticed it. Anyway. Can I do an insight on plot? Sure. Yeah, you can make an insight check mm-hmm. on that. In my brain, I'm like, just plot like that. You can make an insight check if you want. What'd you get? 
<laughs> We're breaking out the calculator, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Addition, subtraction, it's tough 26. stuff. 26? She read Ploff like a book. Holy crap. Um, Ploff and Bilfrey are not layered people um i mean they have they have some depth of character in their in their subdued presentation but they're they're pretty straightforward yeah. folks and you just got the feeling that it was just the they've been starting to display their affection toward you all and you know bill free said the other what he did the other day yeah. about roe and actually you might not have heard that i don't know but like they've displayed that like they're fond of you guys and craig and and bill free and ploff have been oh, working yeah, out every funny. single morning for yeah. like months now and you get the feeling that ploff just really didn't like hearing craig said about himself but so sweet yeah so but she also just went right back to her task yeah, so, yeah. yeah. you just noticed and you discern that that probably wasn't built Ploff having the hots for Craig. I had to check. And now you have. Anything more from that moment or that day? I'm gonna say that he holds it, like the paper up, and puts it in his own diary. Okay. And you can put that in your inventory if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper. Uh, there you go. Um, if there's nothing else, let me know if I'm cutting you off. Uh, the day proceeds onward. Not a whole lot else transpires out of the norm. There's a lot of typical activities. Bro, is there anything from you that you do? Or... Because we're also going to montage travel, so you can yeah. totally... Okay, sick. Um, and the 15th ends, and the 16th continues. Um, Craig, as with other mornings, morning of the 16th, you are woken up early by Bill Free and Ploff, and uh, you're woken up the same way that you are every morning, with like a hard shove on the side of your hammock. <laughs> man if you hadn't already had inspiration that was great um and um bill free standing up over you and he goes um oh let's go come oh. on yeah okay. come on lazy buns is it just yeah. me or have we not had this song in a while we haven't in a while oh uh, it's so hard and uh it's it's like an early morning and light is not even on the horizon yet like the sun is starting to rise at the edge and Bill Free and Ploff are like up the ladder. Is Craig getting used to the earlier mornings or are they still tough for him? No, I'd say he's used to it. Okay. Because remember the first time we did it, he was very like, what? No, like, I'd, I'd definitely say he's used to okay. it by now. Consistency Excellent. is key. And uh, it's like there, there have been gaps when you guys are traveling other places, but cumulatively between different months, you've had almost a month of this now. And so as you guys get up on the deck, they start in and it's great. They're starting with stairs. So they're just bum, 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 up and down. And then you guys do some squats. He makes that noise when he does And then the first, the first like week or two that you guys did that, Bill Free and Ploff got really annoyed and you did that. And now they're just like, you notice like Bill Free unintentionally is also going bum, 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 bum. Because it's like he's learned it helps with the breathing, and he thinks you can't hear him, but you can. And uh, <laughs> at some point later, you're lunging back and forth down the deck, and um, you guys are doing push-ups at some point. And could you make an athletics check for me? Did you see that? No. It landed on top of all of her other dice. Sick, dude. <laughs> and add your athletics it? modifier. Athletics. Uh, uh, that's a twelve. Okay. Um. You have been getting increasingly fit, but they're, uh, the the Akal siblings, you, there was that one morning about like a month ago where you kind of beat them out pretty hard, and ever since then, you've caught a couple mornings where you swear they're up there earlier than you. They're not cool with that experience. So they've been they've been going pretty hard, and this morning, like, 
there's like a quiet competition going between you guys and they're outpacing you both of them a little bit but you've got them sweating mm-hmm. and you guys are panting and uh, uh, you're doing like sprints at one point back and forth on the deck they're really short sprints but you're doing them and uh, at some point it also goes to wrestling again and uh, could you give me another contested athletics check Ooh. we're just kind of montaging this <gasps> that would be a oh, shoot. 21 oh shoot 21 <laughs> okay could you give me another one Oh, shoot! That would be a 18. Oh, shoot. Okay, so the first wrestling match you have against uh, Bill Free and Ploff... Oh, let's, let's get one more of these. Okay, so Bill Free and Ploff uh, warm up wrestling each other. Ploff beats Bill Free again. She beats him most days, and he hates it. Um, he is ever so slightly stronger than her, and it never matters, because she's just <laughs> better, and he hates it. Uh, there's very much that tone of like, yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal, but he's always like genuinely mad about it every time, and you can tell. She beats him again this morning. When it gets to you and Ploff, uh, you cream her, <laughs> and halfway through your match, how do you absolutely destroy Ploff in wrestling? Um, what does it look like I would like, like to say that I kind of like sweep her leg and then put her in a headlock. So at some point while you guys are wrestling, um, she like puts a foot forward in a space and you've been quietly getting a lot better. And at some point you whip around a big chunky, thick dwarven, you know, tree trunk thigh and, just, and you, and she knocks down to the, to the deck and she's so shocked by it that you roll forward. And as you roll out of it, you swing an arm around her neck, hook and like slam her back down into the, to the ground, locking your legs around the hips and locking up the chokehold. And she has to tap real quick. And when, she, and when you get up, she's just like, stunned for a second rubbing her neck and Craig this is the first time you have ever beat Ploff wrestling in these morning workouts as you stand up I think all this work is paying off thank you guys so much for letting me join uh Bill Free like walks over and kneels next to her and he goes oh Ploff are you alright that looked like it really hurt when you had your butt absolutely handed to you (laughs) and she like shoves him away and he goes oh I'm sorry is your are your bones hurt how's your ego um Man, Craig, and he gives you like a big, like, boom, bro, high five. He goes, uh, wow, bluff. It's okay. I remember when you were good. It's fine. <clears throat> and then she just like gives him daggers with her eyes. And he goes, all right, Craig, let's do this. You ready? Yeah. Cracks his you better be careful because uh, uh, if you just see what I just did. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, and I, we already did the rolls for that. Um, he beats you out by just a bit. Okay. So it's a good match. Uh, and you are slightly stronger than him, but there is just a little bit too much reliance on power. And at some point he does a really sick, um, you step forward and you go to like grab, to get an arm behind the back to try and knock him over and pin. And he puts his weight under you, fully lifts you up over him and just full flip. Uh, and the sun is just rising and it is that noise that wakes everybody up in the morning. Uh, and obnoxiously, you guys are a little bit accustomed to the sound of Craig and Bill Free and Ploff training sometimes in the mornings. And, Bill Free, uh, Bill Free, you know, I was like, he's yeah. getting his breath. He's like, Bill Free, Bill Free, you know that they hate waking up to that. Yeah, well, oh. I hate having to win the competition. Oh my god! And uh, Ploff like time. almost pushes him over the edge, and he's sort of, and he like, pull, she pulls him back over. But yeah, yeah, and you have a, you have a good training session, Craig. You have been noticing. Um, you're really starting to look a little different. You've lost 30 pounds, maybe? You are really starting to trim down again. Um, you're starting to get some definition back in like your arms and your shoulders and your back. Um, you're like, you've had to have, uh, who knows any leather working on the ship? It's not great, but yep. 
Yeah, Bill Free knows a little. So Bill Free's done like the basics. It's not. It doesn't look good, but he's had to like hemp in your pants a little bit, and like redo your belt, and like some of your clothes fit a little loosely now mm. and your armor is finally not squeezing against you to breathe because it's back from when you were young and trim <laughs> and you're uh you're like you're starting to feel like young craig again a little bit i mean you know you're still middle-aged but yeah you could you could put in a couple miles and you're like you're feeling good you're starting to feel like young you again a little bit mm. yeah that's good well thank you guys for letting me uh I don't know. Every morning, this is something I look forward to. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, we enjoy doing it with you. It's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much I am about all this touchy-feely stuff, so yeah, good good work, Craig. Oh, I think that that's something that... She's already walked away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bill Free slaps you on the back and goes, good one. You know, by the, by the uh, transitive property of wrestling, I'm better than everyone now, so, you know. <laughs> But no big deal. And Bill Freak goes and starts whistling to himself and heads down deck. Uh, and after a moment, uh, Ploff walks back over. She looks a little awkward, but she goes, um, how's it going? You're getting better on that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really just learning from you guys. I I was good with a weapon, but wrestling is a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Do you like, do you think of yourself as a warrior? That's an interesting question uh i mean i mean like you've killed a general so you're arguably one of the fiercer warriors in the world probably i, I, I wouldn't say warrior maybe protect i i don't know if i i i'm because war isn't warrior i don't think that like i'm warrior well if, if you are you've got good scars for it you know that right she points to your face i'm serious I mean, I know you're all artsy-fartsy. I've heard your poetry and all that crap, but, you know, you're... He you're is tough, fartsy. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration, Jackie. Um, Are you having it? Well, spend it, I guess. Um, but, you know, you're... I mean, from what I can tell, you're a killer, and you look like it. Scars are something to be proud of. The casters yeah. might not get it, but... You made out iron, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Thank if you, you walked into a bar, I'd be nervous to get in a tussle with you. You better be. After, after seeing how you I beat me you. once. Yeah, I'm we'll see how that is Shut up. And she just palms <laughs> your face and pushes your head away. And she walks away. <laughs> Anybody else have any other activities on the random day of the 16th? 16, 12. <gasps> <laughs> I good. love Wolfpack, so dude. Oh, you just made Kara's day. You should have seen in the car. Kara likes Wolfpack. Oh, she loves Wolfpack. She's the one who introduced me to Wolfpack. <gasps> She's so cool. That's the code of my heart. Um, listen, you should listen to Wolfpack. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, listen, I'm serious, guys. Listen to all of their discography. Start at the bottom and listen through every album. At some point later in the day, so um, <laughs> you all have, uh, you've seen this in the distance and row you've seen it brewing for a while um a storm has picked up to the far south it's massive immense and not going your way um it's just south of you all and you've watched it it's huge it's been going for a couple days um to the south very lazily drifting by you all it's this 
huge gray city of like gaseous structure in the distance floating above the ocean and it's been shouting and murmuring in the distance and um, pouring down gray sheets of shade over the water and it's just below you and it's it's quite an experience to watch a storm like that to the south occasionally you all will see the flashes of light and hear the sound like minute like well not a minute but a long time later like 20-30 seconds later and uh can I can I say that because we had said last time we had established that every day Roe kind of flies off as a bat yeah and I say oh, that I yeah, got dude. really cl- like I didn't go into it but I got really close to it in my bat okay sick dude um, it's quite an experience, Ro. You've been in a number of storms. Well, you've been in a number of storms all your life, but now on the sea, and they're intense. Um, but it's different in the air. Um, the pressure feels different. You feel it on your chest, on your face. There's condensation on the trim of your wings. And as a bat, your hearing is improved. And uh, the um, even as a fruit bat, your hearing is still improved. And uh, um, the peals of thunder and the crashes of the lightning are louder and more intense. And you just sense it all more viscerally, more powerfully. Mm, cool. Yeah. But you return easily enough at a distance. And, in fact, it's part of your intel that helps Spagoober know that it is, in fact, not head your way. Um, nice. But at some point, as the group is on the deck at various times, and the um, little sprigs of flowers, the patches of them, have not quit growing on the deck, Greta, you're aware that Shpagoober has really tried when you're not up there to get rid of them, but he just can't. There's four or five patches now, and it's very small, but like every couple days, by a, by a couple millimeters, they get bigger. It's like a real problem for him, because there's just like, there's four or five good sections of the deck that just have grass and flowers on them now growing out of the wood. Ro loves that. I'm gonna say... She's like, this is my plate. <laughs> I'm gonna say that every morning, mid-afternoon, Greta, she eats her sandwich. She sits on the the chest looking absolutely catatonic for like a good 45 minutes. And then she goes up deck and like she doesn't want to pick the flowers, but she like tries to grab as many. She doesn't really understand. Like, I feel like she has a decent grasp on how like she tries to get their seeds and like, mm. sprinkle them around. Okay. And she just does it that. It doesn't seem to have an effect. She doesn't. As you were watching her day. I'm sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. She just. Seems fine. <laughs> and she like, she's like. She just does it for fun. But she, like, watches Spagoober out of the corner of her eye. He's just can I, letting it go. Can I say that one day when Spagoober is trying to 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 get some of the flowers? Because I feel like he probably wouldn't do it around Row either. He's definitely doing Ro, it when like, neither of you guys are up deck. Often in yeah, the night while but he's... Maybe, but maybe Row like, kind of sure. peeked above deck or something. Like, somehow saw it. And so one day she... Um, she went up to Shpagoober and was like, Shpagoober? Nah, nothing? What? You, Man, you know, I dropped something in the grass here. You know when you pluck those, I feel them. What? Yeah, every time you every time you pluck those flowers, it, it hurts me and it, it, it plucks the flowers out of my head. Deception check roll. <laughs> oh, that's a high roll. This is my first roll of the session. It's a good session. Okay, that is a dirty 20. Oh, this is... Oh, he's close. Hold on, I gotta check the stats. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> uh, 19. You beat him by one. He goes... Uh, he goes... Bro, <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, see, oh. Shpagoober, wa- watch this. And she plugs one and she goes... Ah! 
Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, uh, oh, here, here. And he picks up the flower and he starts like trying to put it back in the wind. He goes, I'm sorry. Uh, they look so good on the deck. And I don't care that it gives us away as clearly strange to Kefkins and strangers. Oh, man. We'll, we'll put the harp over the boat. I'm sorry. I'll leave it alone. I'm sorry, Bob. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. It's okay. It That's not me. funny. <laughs> oh. If when we're around I could the Kefkins, a little bit wrong. I know. I'm sorry. When we when we're near the Kefkins, I'll I'll try to like minor illusion over it or something so okay, people good. don't notice it's magical. Okay. okay. <laughs> Scary. Wow. Um, <laughs> and the day continues on as normal. Today's event that stands out is at some point row you detect easily, easily enough while checking weather patterns with Shibugaburu that the storm begins to move in your all's direction northward but as it does it begins breaking apart and sort of falling apart the storm begins uh, dissipating and and um, thinning out and at some point um, great fragments of it begin sort of sailing through the sky northward in your direction um, like vessels of gas departing from an armada or a city slowly drifting apart. And the shifting summer winds push these great strips of, like, teased cotton to float through the sky over you all. Um, but what reaches you all is not, like, really large clouds, but just, like, thin strips of gaseous color and off-white with, like, dense, dark gray centers. Um, and over the poor bet, it begins raining, as, as these different strips of clouds move over and then drift away. But not thick sheets of rain to which you all have been accustomed. It's like misting downward. And then occasionally there's like heavier raindrops that are like in between. Um, and this the rain is it's, it's cool. Almost temperate. Much warmer than like the really harsh deluge you guys got while you were in the Skillianazga. And it's the product of these more like summer months. It's this regional weather after the thinning remains of the heavenly phenomena and light from the sun uh, is moving through the falling mist creating like ephemeral little bridges of radiance between the wonder of the superphysical and the material plane to which you're bound and connected and there's all these rainbow tones captured for dazzling instants in the part of rain all these little rainbows of light as the mist is falling because it's just these strips of clouds and sunlight is bleeding through on either side like it's you, the sun is only sort of being like blocked out for a moment as the rain falls over so there's rainbows at every edge and the clouds are just sort of moving away dancing in new directions as the storms mu- as the wind's music carries them onward and the scent of the soft precipitation uh, reminds you all of different things Greta of watching storms in the distance over the Hilal many, many, many countless times. Craig, of hikes with your father around the mountain range when you were young. Maybe one of the only really pleasant experiences you had with him. Um, Row, of harsh winter storms and heavy snowfalls in Vash. Um, And uh, even some from your childhood in Yesbin, because Yesbin didn't get a lot of storms. But when they'd come, they weren't a ton of thunder and lightning. They were a lot of just heavy rain and descent brings different experiences to you all and it's just misting over the poor bet catching rainbows here and there and then dancing away and then another will come by can i do a sciences check to see if ro understands how the rainbows are formed like how the sun and the water affects like the color i'm gonna call that 
DC like 30. Are you capable oh. of achieving that? Because that would take you moving like, I don't know, like maybe like 150 years forward in science to grasp that. But Okay, fine. No. No, are you capable of DC 30? No, not with sciences. Okay. Make a check <laughs> anyway to try and suppose maybe like most basic okay. qualities of how it might be formed to get like sort of like a, an interesting curious inkling and we'll call that dc 20 okay well that was a dirty 20 oh dude <laughs> sick no so it you know it's one of these fascinating moments that honestly curious minds in the ancient world of yabrin must be having constantly given the limitations of current science that people must those of curiosity those of of inquisitive minds must constantly get marveling at the natural world and it occurs to you you don't know how but you bet there's something about the water that makes the light do that because you only ever see it around water sprays yeah. And, yeah I love rainbows so that's so cool I was so happy to do that science check <laughs> can I do a I don't know if you call this insight or oh that was the most pleasant sound of that sheet of paper moving across. I loved that. I don't know if this would maybe be insight really nice. or arcana, but I want to see if I can check if this is, or maybe religion or nature. I don't know. Yeah, let me know. If this is if magical, it's a normal yes. storm, or or yeah, or give me, give me an arcana check. Okay. Or insight, your your determination. I think both could work here. Dude, you're on fire this session. What's the total? Uh, I'm going to use insight, so that's 29. <laughs> you chose for the highest dad. <laughs> 29, dude. You're nuts. These rolls today are crazy for you. No. It's the magic of nature. It's just a storm falling apart, catching light. Just incredible and natural and wonderful. Huh. Who Who's up deck? Um, we'll say that it's the three players at the table, and then we'll say that um, Nom is at the helm, barely holding on. She's so tiny. Oh. And then Teller's up there too. Mm. And he's just sort of standing in at the end of the ship with one foot up on the prow, Captain Morgan <laughs> with his hands on his hips in a very dad pose, just staring at as it falls around him. And Nam for once, even she's marveling at it a little bit mm. with her arms straight up raised over her head, holding onto the sides of the helm. Oh. And she's just like a cat looking out a window. Mm. Yeah. Red is going to sit among the tallest flowers. Oh, Greta, it's sick because you're short enough that when you sit down, all the grasses and flowers come up to your shoulders. Mm. You just feel feel like you're in the Hilal again, and among its more magical moments for a moment. I want to, if y'all are good with your real play stuff, I think I want to go to Nam. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to her and be like, Hey, Nam. Hey, Craig. You know what? We really haven't known you a long time. No, I mean, like, I guess like a <laughs> couple months. Can you tell me a story from, like, before we knew you? Make a persuasion check, Craig. <laughs> I use my inspiration. inspiration. Okay. Our podcast is ridiculous. What do you got? <laughs> Five. Five. Oh, with inspiration? Yeah. She goes, mm, I mean, I, 
I don't know, Craig. I'm not really like a story person, you know? It's not... I'm not a big sharer, you know? Okay. My life's over here, your life's over there. It's kind of fine that way. Craig just like... looks a little... hurt. Uh, yeah. Your life's over here, my life's over there. Mm-hmm. Six away from you, back to the weather event. You know him? Yeah, Craig. Why is it again that your life's over there and my life's over here? We were, we were doing really good, you know? We had those boundaries. Pretty well set up. I'm, I'm private, Craig. You know? That's kind of... I, mean, I think I've been pretty explicit in the past with you guys about how people don't tend to regard people like me too highly. I don't have the most positive experiences with people like you. I, you know, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, bud, but I, I think I've been pretty clear about this a number of times. I just, like, I'm not trying to make this hard. I, and, you know, we're, we're, we're pals. We're on the ship together. It's we're crew, but, you know, I... That's your thing, Craig. You know, you're like a, you're you. You're just there. You know, when you meet people, you want to know everything about you, and you want to know everything about them. But that's not how I. I'm not like that. You know, that's not. I don't. I don't want people in. I'm good. This, this is good. The thing we have, it's not bad. There's very few people who have had experiences like we have. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think I thought that meant something. And then he walks off. She just rolls her eyes and looks back at the sky. Anybody else make anything out of the uh, 16th? Out of the what? Bro just, the bro just lays in the in the rain. In the mist. It feels awesome, bro. Across your skin. Like being at the edge of a shower. Like just just where the mist off of it coming down just sort of dapples and washes across your skin. And it's really cool because every time you get a little too wet, you can press the agitate and all of it just whisks away. And, uh, she keeps doing that because it feels really refreshing. And this is your role play, so don't ever let me speak for you, but I almost want to assume that these whistles are kind of like more melodious and music-like as you... Yeah. 100%. Um, thank you. And it's just pleasant. Greta, anything? It's fine if there isn't. It's getting, it's getting progressively like... I'm assuming it's really like humid and... Slightly, but no, because there's constant breeze from the ocean. Oh, okay. So no, it's not. It's not muggy. Hmm. It's very. It's very transient. Very passing moment in sensation. But she's getting misted on, right? Like very, very light rain. A little, yeah. She's not prestidigitating, if she, even if she could. Um, she's just kind of sitting there and, and letting the water collect. And at one point, she feels like a drop of water start to like collect and fall down her face, and she like goes to move it and with that like she didn't even notice but just she's just been 
like tears have just been streaming down her face for, I don't know. Mm. But, like, I don't know. I guess maybe just because she was lost in the in the moment or because it was already, like, raining, kind of. She just didn't notice. But she lets it happen. She takes a, a, a shaky breath and, and leans back on, like, her hands. You know, like you're sitting cross-legged and you, you put your hands back and lean on it. She does that. And the experience is wonderful. Um, I'm going to have to fade those tracks more when I do their stuff. And the ship sails on. There are uh, another... You know, Craig? Let's get crazy with this. Well, a d10 for me, Micah. Oh, no. Oh, no. The one. Mm, I don't like that result. Roll it for me again. <laughs> five. I like that better. Another five days of sailing pass. And, um... One day. At some point, yeah, I was like, that's <laughs> stupid. Um, so it is now the 21st. Um, and uh, at some point, Craig, um, Tello offers a haircut. Um, his goatee was getting pretty wild, and so he trims it down quite a bit. And he even spends a lot of time on the fro that's coming up on his head. And he's pretty dang good, considering that he's doing it all with a knife. My he's God. basically like full haircutting himself with a straight razor. Can and, I um, say I lend him my mirror? Uh, he asks for it, so absolutely. And oh, it improves. Okay. He gives himself a pretty slick haircut, even like a little bit of a fade on the side. He's good. And uh, at some point, uh, for the record, everyone's hair is getting longer all the time. So he trims up Spigoobers. Um, the the That's Akal some crazy fantasy logic. That's siblings got a haircut while they were in <laughs> Home Cove, but they need another. And he like redoes the shave on the side of their heads, gets to their hair as well. Um, and slowly but surely, everybody on the ship gets haircuts, not Nom. Um, uh, do the three of you all go for a haircut at any point? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Greta, it's really starting to get long. Uh, I'm like, when you let it <laughs> down. And when you unrat it, half back, halfway down your back. Through any of this, through any of this time, does she ask, or I doubt she asks, but does she ask or let Roe prestidigitate it so that it can be like kind of brushed through? I'm no. just curious. I'm not, okay. No, I'm but just asking. I feel like, well, I don't mean to take over the scene, but. I'm gonna Take say it that, over, Greta. Do it. <laughs> I'm gonna say that she she like kind of absentmindedly started to braid it, and then she realized like it. This is so tangled. I cannot. <laughs> so she she probably went up to Row one day and was like, "Hey, hey, can you can you press the digitate so that she could she could braid it?" And before and like before Row could whistle, she's just like, oh, like you haven't seen Row cry that much, but just a little <laughs> little tear of happiness. <laughs> and she wiped it away real quick and whistled. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what is Zach doing? Uh, <laughs> so at some point, Tello walks up to you after he has, you know, cut everyone's hair many times. And the prestidigitating is very helpful now because it used to be they had to brush it up and throw it off the side of the ship. But now you can just whoop and it like flies away into the ocean. Uh, so now at some point, uh, Tello walks up to you and goes, what about you, short stack? You know the haircut. Mm. I'm really good. Can you layer? Can you do like layers? Girl, you I used to have I layers. Do it? It? You have just don't get the layer? flowers. 
Just don't get the flowers. All right, let's do this. You can cut it. And cracks his knuckles, <laughs> takes you up deck, like kind of leans your head off the back. Uh, and right before he starts, you hear him go, layers, that's new. And uh, he's going to roll. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. No. This is going to be so God, high. Holy crap. Oh, I'm so worried. This is going to be a high roll. What is... Oh, um, could you hear me tell those character sheet, Greta? Also, is he he leveled up correctly? (laughs) Hey, Greta, can you just hand Zach the character sheet? Just wondering, Greta. I don't... I've been making that mistake for like a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let's see. What is that? What is that? Okay. Could it be artistry? Oh, my goodness. Hold on. What's... Wow, this is about to be high. What was the previous highest roll of the campaign? I think a 32. (gasps) I could be wrong. This is one short of the high. 31 or 31. Whoa! Row! Row! Oh my gosh. (laughs) Row? When he hands you that mirror, hot diggity day. Jackie, what, what is the new style Rose hair is in? You just tell me what what um, Tello does of his own accord masterfully. Okay. Well, it can't be it can't be above the shoulders because once we determine that if it's above the shoulders, the flowers don't grow. So, um it's like oh, oh it's kind of like uh, it's trending right now. It's kind of like a wolf cut. <gasps> I, yes, I know exactly it's what like, you're talking about. It's like it's like very like Wait. 70s shag. Is it like like it's <sighs> she has bangs. She has like these like wispy bangs. And it has like shag, is it like- and like the iridescent, oh. purpley is like flowing, and it's like all oh, it looks oh, it looks fantastic. It looks like my hair on a really, like a like a <laughs> on a day, when my like when I don't do my hair, like if I went to the stylist. But it's like it's got like three different layers, and it's like flips out. It's kind of fair fawcety. It's cool. And that's ah. what your hair looks like, row with flowers scattered off. And you sit up, and he hands you the mirror, and you see that. I I jump up and I give him a kiss on the cheek and I say Make thank you. Make that flash Tello. check to get that high up. <laughs> Just because you're so Dang short it. and he's fairly tall. How tall is Tello? Uh, six two, I want to say six one. Six one. Okay, Ro is exactly four foot. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be it's the sheet. Yeah, six one. Yeah. I thought they said seven for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh. He's in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the one That's that got it. you, Micah? That's a 12. I guess the imagery. Uh, you jump up and kind of awkwardly kiss his shoulder and he goes, and he, <laughs> I'm good. I know. And he sides <laughs> in the knife. At some point he finds him and goes, and he discovers you, Craig, and he goes, um, Aircraft? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say anything, but you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> before he sits you down, he goes, um, how do you want to do this from here on? Because... Um, you know, we've we've got this section, on, or we've got this half of the beard. We've got this section on the cheek, on the bottom of the jaw, and you can feel Craig that like stubbles everywhere that isn't burned. And he's like, and then you know, we've got this. Like he's like, do you want something on one side, or do you just want the full bald it? Wait, Zach. So it's like so one side, thi- like this half of your face, full like beard going in. It's fast. This half of half of your head, full peach foot, like all the hairs coming back. This whole like half here, nothing, and then like the bottom of your jaw where the burn isn't is getting a little bit, but the beard is entirely missing up here. Hmm. 
So you have like a chin strap on one side <laughs> and then full beard on the other and then no hair on the side of the head. This is difficult. Uh, I know what I want to do for the hair. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen this done before. What if we just shave it and have half like braided and done? Yeah. What and if we um, went for like a mohawk thing off of one side? I don't want to do a full mohawk, but on one side, okay. you know, on so one side. So you're talking side. about like shaved down here, mm-hmm. but then like longer hair here to braid? Yeah, well, it, it'll be like, do my pictures? Can you, DM, can you imagine? Can you yeah. imagine what I'm saying? I, in fact, we played <laughs> D&D together and have for some time. DM, can you imagine? Can you imagine? DM, for one can second, you even, can you DM, imagine? Can you even oh my imagine? God. DM, can you only imagine? You can, also, <laughs> you can also find a picture if you want, Micah. It's fine. <laughs> can it, DM boy? Put it in a mason jar. Mail it to your aunt. This is a girl. Thank you. I, and if you hadn't told me that, I would have been so lost, like, bud. Yeah, okay. So that is what I was thinking of because you yeah. described a braid down one side of the head and that is, yeah, that makes sense. It's not a braid, but... It's okay, like it's, that's definitely, when you said hair long but shaved below, that is definitely what I thought of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and your hair is nowhere near that long. It's peach fuzz right now, or a little more, but he is going to cut out the sections to start preparing for that. Yeah. So he gives you a clean shave on one, on one side and you can feel, yeah, it's done correctly and in time you'll have that. Mm-hmm. And um, he even manages to fade it up a little bit in the sections where it isn't. Uh, where like there isn't the hair isn't long enough so that until the hair grows in it doesn't look too weird and dumb and abrupt and then he also says and what are we going for with the beard I, I genuinely don't know do you have any advice what about what about shaved on this side and just we let it start growing over here and uh, we let it braid so that so it kind of matches one side of the head is that weird I've never seen that done what if what if we just went for once with like a short beard just a short beard on this side and then we let it grow in on the chin where it grows in and we just let it be a beard where it is yeah that, that would work high and tight look yeah okay. and he does that as well takes a while but finally everyone has haircuts on the boat it looks a little slick Craig looks all everyone you you are holding the mirror for the first time so you're like yeah it looks good everyone else oh wow okay because it was getting pretty weird on Craig's face so <laughs> that's a lot better um, and uh, unless anyone has any final things which you definitely can that's kind of I want to go back to Nam. Yeah. Okay, so different point. Let's say it's an evening and you guys have gotten din- done having some dinner and she's just, uh, she's on watch uh, toward the evening. And a lot of people have gone to bed, but you're up and plops at the helm and she's uh, she's just up there watching and you can go find her on the deck. Can I say I stole some of Greta's bread? You can make a slight of hand check. And, okay. Or, you know what? I'm going like, to go up to Greta and oh. ask. Greta? I don't, what a concept. Yeah. Okay. What a concept. <laughs> hey, Greta, um, I'm going to have some bonding time with Nam over some bread tonight. Can I have some? Does Greta have? She Where's always bread has from? bread. All the it time. It would be pretty old bread. We've been on the ship now like 20 days. <laughs> that's some. That's some moldy bread. I'll say that Greta was currently eating a sandwich, and so there's like it's like a it's like a sandwich with like three or four bites out of it, and it's got a fish in the middle, and something else that you don't know what it is, mystery. She's gonna take the fish terrifying out, and put the sandwich back together, and give you like a 
two pieces of bread that have bites taken out of it <laughs> and have is it bread or hardtack it's hardtack i'm so invested okay <laughs> so wait, yeah i i reached to hand it to you and i'm like hey yeah sure and i'm like oh sorry that's not sorry so she she reassembles her sandwich with great care it's like she's really good at reassembling sandwiches you didn't know that she had this skill um and then she's gonna reach into her pocket no she's gonna go and jump into her hammock craig was like i want to role play a scene and then root around for a little bit abby said yeah nice try (laughs) and then she comes out with like bread (laughs) where did you get this bread from greta because if it's this moldy. is the bread you had from some time ago, Craig, you are handed you are handed petrified wheat. <laughs> you could you could you could do like hey, upper level construction with this as long as it's not too weight bearing. Uh, okay. Hey Greta, this is a rock. No, that's bread. I thought you were the rock man. <laughs> that was bread. And Craig, then... that's not how rocks work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Science trek. Is there a new species on this? What you doing, Craig? As you take this scene back for yourself with your power and will. All right, so I'm just gonna go up. No, I'm empty-handed. No bread. No peace treaty. Um. Hey, Nom. You know, for a for a big guy, you can be kind of sneaky. Oh, thank you. I think I'm learning from Tello. Um. What's up? I just I was gonna bring you bread, but then it was pretty bad. Um, How'd you try for Greta? Yeah, it turned into yeah, like I don't, it's, it's gross. I can smell it sometimes. We need to throw it out. When <sighs> she's not looking. Yeah, I'll do that. She's too emotionally attached. It's a problem. Um, and she's got a lot of those. So, yeah, we all do. Uh, I. I don't know. I I just our conversation that we had yesterday is still hanging on me um I respect your privacy I want to respect your privacy and and I and I don't want to ever add into the experiences you've had with other people thanks yeah yep I hope that um, someday we, yeah. Okay. Craig, we're we're fine, you know? We're good. Like, you don't have to, we're okay, you know? I don't feel okay. Yeah, but you know, I do. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... You know, you're, you're important too. You matter. That's great. But th- that's what you have with everyone else. You know? You talk to Greta about the way you feel, and you talk to Ro about the way you feel, and Boz, and everybody. You know? You've got that with everyone, whenever you want it. That's not my thing. It doesn't. If, if all of your relationships are done the way you want, You know? Yeah. Um, like sometimes it's it's kind of like you're like, it can, it, I mean, I'm not saying this is the way it is. I don't know. But like you can hold people hostage with emotion. You know, you can. 
if you feeling something is always more important than someone else not feeling that thing, it creates kind of like a like a. I don't know. This isn't my. This is why. This is part of the reason I don't. I don't do this. I, this isn't my. I don't. I don't do this with people. I don't talk about the way I feel. That's not how I do things. And so I'm sure I'm not saying what I'm trying to say right. I just. It's it's like it's all on your terms, you know. You know, when I was asking about a story, it didn't have to be emotional. Yeah, but you didn't ask whether or not you wanted me to tell you a story. You just told me to tell you. You know what I mean? Did it come across that I was telling you? Why, it's what happened. That's the words you said. And here's the thing. I, like, I didn't, you didn't walk away and I didn't think, oh, man. Hate that Craig talked to me. I mean, it was, it's, it's not the way I do things. It was, like, a little weird, but it's not, like, the situation we had in the first place like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Craig, this isn't my thing. This isn't my bag, but I just, <clears throat> do you know what I want from you? What I get is alone. What, what I get from you is you wanting alone Exactly. Time. You haven't asked. Like, you've you've decided and then you've made decisions on it. But you didn't, like, ask me. Sorry, no. But, like, that that's the whole... Like, I'm good. We're good. What define good? What is good? What makes it good? I don't know. I don't not want to be around you. I'm fine being on the same ship as you. I'm not scared of you. That's good for me. That's I, my I, it's, my life is not like yours. It's not lovey dovey feely. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, I totally agree that people we can bond in ways that are different than other people. I think that that's normal. Um, my approach might seem a little random and abrupt and weird, but when I'm coming up to you and starting a random conversation. It, it, it mostly is because I thought about you and I appreciate that that's sweet I'm sorry that I haven't been aware of what maybe you want I, that's that. like look I'm not, I'm not doing this right I, I, I don't like having these kind of conversations I don't do them right but my point is that like I don't need anything from anybody I'm good, you know? Yeah. I'm good. On the ship with you guys. It's enough. It's more than enough. Okay. I get that it doesn't make sense to you, but I know that it doesn't make sense to you. You don't get it. Greta doesn't get it. Nobody gets it. I guess Boz kind of gets it, but like, that's my point. I don't need you guys to understand. I don't 
I don't need you to get me. I don't need you to to have me. I don't need to be anybody's person, you know? Like, I'm good over here. I'm good. Okay. I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings or anything. I just, I don't know. I just have to think about... I don't I don't know how to so do you not want me to approach you? I mean it doesn't have to be weird, but like I don't like talking about my life. Okay. You know? I don't the time we threw knives was fine. And like look, see, cause now it's weird. Now it's weird. I, and like hey, No, I'll, don't it's weird. It's weird. Now we've had this this weird conversation and it's hard and I don't know. You know, we had conversations about things here and there. We trapped Roe by physically binding her to the ship that one time. That was great. But I don't... I don't do emotions, you know? Okay. I don't like the way they feel. Okay. Now this is weird. No, no, no. No, no. I just... I used to feel that way. And have that experience, and now I don't, and now it's hitting me that I am different, and it's not you, it's me. Uh, no, I mean, like, everybody else likes it. Greta likes that you do it. Shpagoober loves it. You know, the other people, they do this. I just don't think it's my thing, you know? Yeah. It's not lost on me. That That's, okay, that's the point, Craig. I'm not like you. And I guess I'm a little like Greta because she's weird, but mm. I'm not I'm not just like her and I'm definitely not like Ro, holy cow. And I'm not like Tello <laughs> and Ro gets, gets a, offended from thirty feet away. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm offended all of a sudden. I mean like Tello Tello gets it. He's we're cool. We don't have any problems. But like you know, like it, it's not my life wasn't like yours. Mm-hmm. It was like Bill Fran Ploffs, I guess. This is good. This is big. I'm on a ship with you guys. That's great. Yeah. I'll... Yeah. As weird as this talk might have felt for you, I think that this is helpful. In the way of like... (laughs) But that's my point, Craig. It was for you. You know what I mean? Well, I... Just, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. I'm probably making it weird. Here, look. I'm going to walk away. And trust me, I think that this was weirder for you than it was for me. Yeah, I think so. Um. (laughs) 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 Sorry, my brain flashed back to... I'm going to give you one more chance, Aaron. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry. Please continue. Um, I, I mean, we are different. Uh, so I think that I have to think, in it, I'm thinking in a way that's different, but I think that that's okay. For like thinking in what? a way that's different now. Like, And Nam gets genuinely <laughs> confused and she's like, what? what? Like, I've only known how to think this whole time like myself. 
and now oh. you've given me a perspective that is different and that I've never thought of before. And okay, that, that, cool. So we good. Yeah. Okay. But if you want to like throw knives or something again, sometime we can. Do I that. like throwing knives. Okay. Um, also, everyone's talking about that one game that has like little dice thingies. And yeah, I, if you want me to take your money, that's fine. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe I don't want to play. I've been avoiding it because I, I don't really know how to play, and I'm a little scared that everyone's better than me. Um, and Abe, I would love to know what that meant. Yeah, I can, I can practice. We, we can do, we can do like, we can do dice game some point. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice with Row first because you kind of intimidate me. I should. Okay. Probably I'll tell you what, me. you have the deck. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed anyway. She just pats you on the shoulder and goes below deck. Okay. I love Nom. I love Nom so much. And on that weird note, we will end episode uh, 75, Sorted Sailing. Very nice. Patreon's cool. Micah, that was good. Uh, there's good stuff on social media. I don't know. <laughs> if you like the podcast, like the podcast guy. Leave a review. That's cool. Show people. Daniel, any a thoughts for the people? <gasps> oh, yeah. A baby. There's a new Williams. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That's so important. Thank you for reminding me. There's a new fun guy, Williams. you guys. There's a Happy new Happy birthday, guy. baby Williams. Oh, my God. That is, that is really sick. Um, yeah. So, little Imogene. Hello. I love her. Um, Daniel, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts about Lady and Melanie's child that you didn't know existed? I did know existed. First oh, off, okay. oh, that's right. You're in the yeah, he's, he's in the Discord. Oh, that's right. You were right that down. Oops. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. a baby, and it's gonna be a great baby, <laughs> and they're gonna be sleepless for a few months. Mm. <laughs> sleepless in Greenville, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> happy. Um. Life is an incredible adventure. And you are an important part of it. That's the that's the, the kind of tagline and message of our channel. Uh, and that, that message applies to everybody. It's important for everyone. Um, Can I? And, what? I just feel like sharing this. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful man named Hank Green once said, and he said it a while ago, so it's a little outdated. Don't correct me. He said, um, there are seven billion ways to live a valuable life. Oh, that's a good quote. Uh, Holy crap. Shout out to Hank. That was an There's actually over eight billion ways. Um, but we can forgive Hank. <laughs> You're wrong, Hank. Hank, we'll let it go this time, but Abby's coming for you next. Uh, Hank and John Green, if you're listening, give me a job, please. They're not listening to what us. What if they are? They aren't. They'll you know they'll that. Know that I, you don't know that. So Hank listen, Green, tell them that life I is an incredible him. adventure. You are a part of it is the message of the channel, and Zach's going to be back to the thing Hank? he was saying. Mm-hmm. What? Hank? Can I help you, Daniel? Who's Hank? Hank All Green. right, guys. John Green? What, look at that over there. Look. Neither look. of those people are in my world. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. Imogene, back to the heartfelt message to you. This is very fun, guys. Uh, the, that's the message of our channel. <sighs> Make peace with the tech. This isn't about you. But um, it's... <laughs> Make war with it. No, it's, it's about, about you. Craig. Oh, my goodness. No, it's about Craig. We're sorry. We love you, Zach. We're sorry. Little baby Imogene. Give your peace. Give your peace. Say your peace. Life is uh, life is an incredible adventure, and you are an important part of it. And we we have been making these episodes primarily for us because it's fun and it keeps our friends and family together. And we make it because we've been exploring these characters, and it's interesting and fun. Um, 
but uh, Landon knows if he ever he doesn't listen to the episodes, but if he did listen to this episode, he would know that he and I uh, have talked about this a lot that, you know, part of the reason we're making all of these and recording them uh, is that we want this like series to exist uh, for like our kids. And we, we intend on getting like hard drive copies of the whole series mm. and they can be like books for you guys. And Imogene, if you never get into D and D dude, cool. I mean, if worse comes to worse, maybe you turn out and you're a jock and we'll love you anyway, but, uh, we'll be at your soccer games and that's cool or wrestling or whatever. But, um, if you are a nerd, like the rest of your family and you end up playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, we're going to have these huge collections of stories to listen to. And they are for the listeners and they are for us and they're for our stories, but they have also always been for you. And, uh, I've talked to your dad and I don't know if you're going to call me uncle Zach. I hope you do. But if you don't, that's fine too. Um, uh, I, you know, I de- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Imogene. That I was awesome. I hope to DM for you someday. Uh, but you know, no matter what happens, I hope that you hear these stories and, uh, that, you know, when the fun guys mess up and they learn from that, that that's the message you get. And I, I hope that as these adults at this table play a game and they try to figure out their lives by acting like silly characters, that it helps you learn about your life. And when you go along your, your adventure and there are Dolgoths for you and Sorghums for you, um, I hope that you remember that like the fun guys, you're not alone and that there are people around you, even if you don't see them. And I hope that you, you know, you find your Spagoobers and your, and your Tellos and that you trust them and that you love them and that you know that they love you. And, uh, no matter what you have, you'll always have the fun guys imaging and uh, we're going to grow on you. I promise. Even if we're weird at the beginning <laughs> and uh, you're always, you're always going to be an important part of this adventure. So what was your thing you were going to say, Abby? There are 7 billion ways to live a valuable life. <laughs> there are 7 billion ways to live a valuable life. Keeps me going. Imogene, we love you. We love you, Imogene. We love you, Imogene. <laughs> Imogene. All together now. Skibbity-wop. Skibbity-wop. Da-da. Da-da. I'm sorry I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs>